Hey there, gang, and welcome back for another action-packed, double-sized episode of Dream Slayer Studios RPG Podcast. We've still been playing over the past few weeks, but life has kind of gotten in the way of the editing process, so I figured I would load two episodes into one to get us all caught up. We are back to our Savage Worlds steampunk setting of Avalon by Gaslight, and in this episode we find the Knights of Victoria have rooted out the source of the Oxford haunting as a young, inexperienced dabbler in magic named Tessa Bramlett. Now they have to face off with the Witch's Coven, who taught her the summoning spell that brought the ghost to this plane. After a quick shopping trip, where they meet an eccentric magician named Clarence Haberlane, they venture into the Bat Meadow near campus to confront the coven. Many layers are revealed in the aftermath, and an unexpected late-night attack on one of the party raises even more questions. Thanks, as always, for joining our continuing adventure. Be sure to join the Dream Slayer Studios Facebook community and check out our videos on YouTube as well. Let's get started, shall we? Roll them if you got them. Alright, so we'll do a little mission recap here so that we can remember what happened last time. Last session, the Knights of Victoria investigated the scene of the death of Oxford student Claudia Beckham. The investigation took them to the scene of the crime where they used some interesting steam tech created by Theodore Fable from his time within the KLV to recreate the scene. Moira used her psychometry ability to put a face on the killer and help match up the face that Henry saw in the crowd at the scene with a woman by the name of Tessa Bramlett, who turned out to be the jilted lover of the young man Beckham was having an affair with. After some awkward socializing at the Eagle and the Child on the part of Charlie with some of the boys from the cricket team, you were led to the boys' dorm where you found Arthur Bates being murdered by the ghostly figure in front of his girlfriend, Charlotte Franklin, daughter of the Dean. He gave chase to both Tessa and the ghost, but sadly, the ghost disappeared into a chalk circle on the ground, much like the one that you all discovered at the dorm earlier. Questioning Tessa, she has told you that the ghost is out of her control and that she was trained how to summon her by a coven of witches located in a place called the Bat Meadow near the River Cherwell. So, uh, I think that you, Diana, I think you were wanting to try to head towards the Bat Meadow, uh, seeking out the witch's coven, co coven uh, yeah. where we left off last time. Uh, someone else thinks there's a brighter idea. Maybe we shouldn't just run into a coven of witches. I don't know. I was thinking about that. Hi, guys. What's up? But <laughs> as you guys are questioning Tessa, uh, Inspector Moore from the uh, police constabulatory that was in charge of the case uh, here in Oxford actually appears around the corner. Uh, and he's got his revolver drawn, uh, and he looks and he says, eh, well, 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 what have we here? Is this the lovely miss that, uh, that took out Miss Beckham? Seems like you all have done your work for me. I don't think there's, there's any need for the, for the weapon, but 
not trained on you, sorry. <laughs> so, what have we got here? She's the one that did it, eh? Not exactly, mate. Well, what do you mean, not, not exactly? Well, I mean, like, she didn't exactly, like, push her out the window, uh, but she's sort of, I guess you could say, responsible. Um, it was an apparition. A ghost of some sort. A specter. Aye, yeah, one of them. A ghost pushed this woman out the window. Yeah, basically. In, in a manner of speaking, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, it technically, like, screamed at her. You uh, blokes from the night. Always mucking things up with all your fancy stuff. I just don't know. <laughs> Look, we know that this woman's at least partially responsible for what's going on. We need to take her in. You've got her in your custody. I need to take her downtown. So, what's it gonna be? You've gotta put her somewhere. You might as well put her with me. Hmm. Then you can go off on your little ghost hunt. What, <clears throat> uh, can we confer with, with each other a moment, can we, and then just get right back to you? I'll Constable. be standing right here. Huddle up, gang. Um, Bad feeling about this. Yeah. <clears throat> um, I, I feel like there's there's more that... One, I, I think there's more that we need to know from her about the particulars of how, you know, how, how all this happened. You know, how she summoned the, the spirit. And two, I, I don't... I don't entirely trust this guy with her safety for now. He seems pretty eager to take her take her back, so maybe there's something else going on. What 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 do we what do we propose to do? I mean Should we take take her with? I mean yeah we could we could insist that we go with him. Make sure she's safe. Get some more information <clears throat> out of her back at the station. Mm -hmm. Um, Hieronymus, Hieronymus speaks up for just a moment. I do think time is of the essence here. But he does have a point. This is his jurisdiction. We are here as guests. Perhaps I could go and ensure the woman's safety, make sure that she's handled uh, with care and you all could continue the investigation and then perhaps we can meet up later tonight at the hotel better than getting knocked on the head <laughs> better than getting knocked on the head <laughs> um, I, I, I feel comfortable with that uh, I like it Ronnie it's a good idea thanks for, for offering that no, I just had a bad feeling from what Henry was saying about this constable and the way he was treating the other girl. And I, I would like to keep an eye on this one and know what this man is all about. A great idea. Thank you. I'll meet up with you later. 
Sounds good, Haranabot. We'll see you soon. Not a robot. (laughs) (laughs) All right, now that that's cleared up. Uh, <laughs> what would you like to do? Do we have any way that we can gear up? Is there any witch specific equipment that we might benefit from? Like a bucket of water? Yeah. <laughs> or a big house. Or Duncan. Drop it on him. <laughs> Are you looking for somewhere to shop? Yeah, maybe. All right, give me a second here. Any, any knights-friendly local outfitters? Are we wanting to head straight there, catch some Zs, and maybe get out in the morning? Or do you think that time is of the absolute essence here? Do we have time for a drink? <laughs> <laughs> we did get interrupted in our meal. You did get interrupted in the middle of your uh, meal, yeah. So, as far as gear goes, uh, there are a couple of places maybe that you might could visit, potentially. Uh, And it's very close to the eagle and the child down on the square. Uh, And you remember actually passing by these places on your way uh, to this location where you're at right now. Uh, There was a pawn shop that kind of caught your eye called Fairview Pawn. Uh, and what appeared to be maybe a uh, kind of a magic shop called Solutions. Uh, It was kind of decked out in all of these purple uh, curtains and you could see candles on the inside and you could smell the incense coming from out of there. So it's either either a head shop or it's a magic shop, one or or the other. Thank you both. Uh, We we did have a lot. I recall some difficulty in actually landing any attacks on the ghost. You know, Mm -hmm. we we couldn't really affect her very much. I wonder if someone might have something that that would help us with that. A ghost trap. Yeah, a ghost trap. you know, Victorian Ghostbusters kind of thing. <laughs> Did we know much about the witches themselves? Like, what kind of coven it is? Or do we just know that they seem shifty? No, nothing. The only thing you really got out of Tessa was that, uh, you know, she was running away from the uh, from the men and the boys that she had discovered lounging uh, in the nude, in the nude uh, near the river. <laughs> uh, and she ran into the uh, the water meadow and heard this music and uh, was kind of drawn to it. And these women kind of protected her as as the men were searching for her and then she kind of got to know them a little bit they got to know her story uh of being the jilted lover and uh they agreed to teach her some of their magics uh in order to kind of get back at this boy right uh but that's about it as far as you know who these women are you know what the coven is what their background is you know you don't you didn't get anything other than that out of her 
<clears throat> well, if you guys want to go to the magic slash head shop, I'm I'm up for that. Unless yeah, I reckon you it... run down to the river. No, I think that might be a good idea. Yeah, just see if there's anything helpful. Yeah, because I tried to swing at a with this big old staff that's got electricity through it, and it didn't do nothing. Oh yeah, I've, I've got one of those too. They yes. might work for humans though. Oh, I reckon uh, it'll do some real damage there. Tagstone protector protection, so I don't know how much protection it'll give us, but. We have our hagstones on. Hopefully, everyone's wearing your ha hagstone somewhere <laughs> on this person. <laughs> okay, so you want to go to the magic shop, is that right? Yep. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So the magic shop, as I said before, is called Solutions, and uh, you guys walk in, and as I said, the the place kind of had these purple curtains kind of at the entryway. You could see candles on the inside and uh, matching the decor <laughs> is the owner of, uh, of the magic shop, uh, a gentleman by the name of Clarence Haberlane. Uh, and he is very eccentrically clad and his hair is dyed purple. Uh, as he greets you as you come in. I'm going to try to place him on the table here for you. Did he appear for you okay? Yes. All right. <laughs> now, this is a merchant card, and theoretically, you're supposed to be able to click on him <laughs> uh, and pull up his inventory. Did that work? Oh, look at that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he has some weapons and some gear uh, that is available. Boy, these uh, prices. Yeah, they're pretty expensive, yeah. Uh, but you walk in and he says, Oh, hello. How are you folks? Pleasure to have you in my shop tonight. What, whatever can I do for you? Uh... Do you have anything that works against ghosts? Or witches? No, oh, ghosts, ghosts and witches. Hell, well, which are you hunting? <laughs> A little bit of both. A little bit of both. Well, as far as what I have currently in my inventory, I, I, I don't know. Um, for the ghost unfortunately i'm a little bit at, at a loss perhaps with a little bit of time i might be able to come up with something for you um however this beautiful little boy right here what are you look at you you're just adorable come here come to old clarence come here and he's talking to blinky mm. <laughs> and Blinky comes up and he <laughs> licks him right in the face. He, he's like, whose boy is this? Well, it kind of belongs to all of us. Oh, well. He, who's your master, huh? Who's your master? You go to him. And he goes right to Bendigo. <laughs> oh. Thanks, Blinks. Um, and if you'll note, Mike, you now have actually control of... Uh, Blinky in the actor sheet, uh, and you should be able to pull him out with you under allies. 
see. Where's that at? Uh, on the actor one, two, three, four uh, tab, actors directory. And then there should be a yellow one there. Is it not there? Oh, I see. And then you should be able to pull him out. There he is. So now you've got Blinky and you've got access to his character sheet as well. All right. And then for the record, Moira, you have access to Peter, uh, but he's he's not with us here right. at this point. <clears throat> anyway, Clarence continues. He says, well, if you're looking for the perfect weapon against a ghost, this little boy right here ought to be able to do the job. Not only can he sense them, but he can also attack them. And I may just have something for this little boy right here. And he goes back behind the counter uh, and pulls out what looks like a set of dragon's jaws. Okay, they're probably about 12 inches long, uh, which look like they would be way too big <laughs> for the dog. But he says, now these are called a dragon's jaw guard. And exactly what these things do is they go into the maw of an animal, just like you have here, and gives them a little bit of extra biting power. They mold to the subject's teeth, making the bite cut deeper. Uh, and they're popular among races with a bite attack or among owners of predatory pets. The item magically adapts to the, si the shape and size of the owner's mouth. And if the subject already has a bite attack, uh, the damage dice is uh, increased by one dice type. So if Blinky were to take that, um, what's his uh, bite damage? It is... Bite. Uh, where's that at? Uh, said, oh, uh, strength plus D4. Okay, so that would be... Um, this would increase it to at least a, uh, strength plus 1D6, but that means it's actually going to increase it another one, so it'll be strength plus 1D8. Ooh. What do you think, Blinky? You want to get a little extra bite in your bite? Mate. How much for the uh, for the jaws here? Well, we're asking seven fifty. Oh, mate, we gotta eat. Anyway, you could come down to about three. I oh I can swing my! That. No, no, not three. Oh, but for this little boy right here, I th I think I could take off maybe about two fifty and bring it to an even five hundred. I also have to eat, you know. Yeah, I reckon that's fair. I'll do it for five. You guys, you think I'm making a mistake buying these for the dog? It's kind of all me money. <laughs> Actually, I'm in handy. Uh, would you take a trade in addition to half of, uh, in addition to two hundred fifty? Oh well, perhaps yes. What what do you have to trade? Um, 
We got a robot, but he's not with us. <laughs> uh, I have a, a charmed uh, beaded necklace that came from the Americas, from a shaman. It's very powerful. Is that on your inventory? <laughs> Are you pulling a Christy? <laughs> it's a prototype. It's in italics. <laughs> Sorry, Christy, I can resist. Yes, I have charms, crystals, effigies, runes, bones. Yeah, so it, so ran, 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 random bullshit, basically. Random right? bullshit. Okay. All right. Um, <laughs> Well, <laughs> let me see what it is that you have. Let me let me see it. Okay. Uh, he takes out a little eyepiece and kind of looks at, at the necklace a little bit. Mm, well, these are all right. I could take off an extra 50. What do you say? Are you willing to part with it for 50? A hundred. Mm. 75. Deal. And I'll give you some money. If I have any money. Do we have money on our sheet? Yeah, yeah you do. Gear. Mm -hmm. It's under gear. Oh, currency. I see it. Nope. That's not it. Where is it? Does that mean I don't have any money? Yeah, there's currency. There should be. You should have 500 in there, I think. Oh, yes, I see it. Okay. I will right. um, give you this for 75 and I'll loan you the rest of the money, Indigo, if you want. Oh, no, if we get the price down to 425 I can buy it outright. Oh, Moira, I owe you. All right. I got $479. I'll spend the 425 for the dog, and you can. I'll spot you the rest. I'll, I'll owe you. Okay. Deal. Great. Uh... All right, Mr. Merchant. All right, now, hopefully, you should be able to just purchase that. Is it giving you an option to buy? What's it called? Uh, the Dragon's Jaw Guard. I decreased the price down for you for four twenty-five. Where do I buy it at? How do I do that? It should be off to the side. Uh, oh, oh, I where see. Where there's a dollar sign. Did you get it? Bought it. All right, sweet. Cool. That and it automatically be. deducted my currency, too. Should be in your inventory. <clears throat> How do I give it to the dog? You'll probably have to drag it from your inventory to his. Is that mm. possible to do? No, I don't think so. Okay, can you take it? All right, open up your items uh, tab, which is one, two, three, four, five. Should be the fifth one over. Looks like a suitcase. Okay. Can you drag it over there? I don't have an items tab up there. Wait. Up in the very top? Yep. Four. I have something that says create item and search item. There you go. I don't have anything listed. No, that's good. That's good. Can you drag it over to the uh, oh, I see. window over there? No, it's not let me drag it at all. Okay. All right. Well, then there's a... We'll have to do this kind of a ass backwards way. But Wait. Maybe it's because I had it on. Oh, Okay. I can bite people now. <laughs> While he's doing that, was there anything else that uh, piqued anyone's fancy as you were shopping around? Yeah, I have questions about a couple. Sure. 
Mm-hmm. Unless someone else wants to go first. Oh, go ahead. Uh, what is the Chronomancer's timepiece? What does that do? All right. This, this is uh, a pocket watch that lets you command the flow of time around a target. Uh, the timepiece has five charges and regains 1d4 plus one expended charges daily at dawn. And while winding the watch, you can expend one charge as an action at the end of another creature's turn to speak either of the eyepieces to command words that warp the flow of time around that creature. You must be able to see the target and must be within 60 feet of you. If the target is willing, the target can be teleported back to the space it was at the beginning of its turn. If another creature or object is occupying the space, the target is teleported to the nearest unoccupied space instead. An unwilling target must succeed on a vigor check target number eight or be teleported in this way against its will. Or you can do future, which is if the target is willing, it can immediately choose to move again up to half its speed without provoking opportunity attacks. Uh, after a target moves in this way, its speed is halved until the end of its next turn. So basically, it can speed somebody up for a go. round. Crystal <laughs> so clear. That's mm-hmm. cool. Uh, now, and... here's this one has a limitation, though. Yeah. It may only be used by followers of the schools of science. So if and, you're, uh, if you're a magician that just follows magic, then you would not no. be able to use it. Okay. And what about the Raven Sight Necklace? Oh, I thought you might be interested in that one. <laughs> it's a common raven skull, intricately inscribed with arcane runes, lashed with a simple leather strap. Up to three times per day, the wearer may call a spectral raven from the necklace, nearly indistinguishable from a live raven. The raven becomes your eyes and ears while using this ability. You can no longer perceive with your own abilities, becoming deaf, blind, and incapacitated, but your perception through the raven includes any special senses that you may possess. Any damage done to the raven causes it to dissipate, ending the ability. So basically, it's a, it's a, it's a, a way to spy, mm-hmm. you know, from a distance. But it makes Kind me... of similar to Christie's drone, in a way. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. But it makes me like just like shut down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now you can you can be led around. Uh, you know, like if you held hands with somebody or somebody had their hand on your shoulder, they could move you, or you could okay. move with them. But you just can't see or hear. Anybody else have anything? Uh, what's the contingency band? Uh, either or I'm sorry. Each of this leather rings three braided bands bears the design of a dark winding serpent. You can use an action to submerge the ring into a potion of healing or similar healing draft. The ring is left to sit in a potion for one minute and it magically consumes any of its healing properties. For each potion the ring has consumed, one of the dark serpents glows with a faint red light and the ring can have up to three consumed potions at a time. Immediately after you take damage while wearing the ring, you can use uh, an 
a, a reaction to speak the command word and gain the healing effects of one of the ring's consumed potions. So it's like an immediate healing spell. That's pretty cool. Looks like you need the miracle cure all with that. Yeah, what's Sita Bear's miracle cure all? Yeah. Let's see, where did I put that? All right. Siva Bear's Miracle Cure-All resto uh, restores 1d4 wounds. Uh, so you would restore 1 with a roll of 4 uh, or 2 with a raise. Wild cards can still roll their d6. I can't afford it, but what's with that spider skin rucksack? Mm-hmm. I may need to borrow everybody's money. <laughs> <laughs> it's lined with a figure of adhesive, uh, a layer of adhesive web, uh, and you can store items in the bag. Uh, it's it's basically like kind of a bag of holding. Uh, you can put lots of stuff in here. I think up to eighty pounds, uh, and it still weighs five pounds, no matter how much stuff you put in it. bigger on the inside and and the, the eyes on the uh, on the back of it just every once in a while just go <laughs> <laughs> oh great a conversation starter <laughs> your backpack's staring at me yeah what's the uh, indestructible nail polish all about it gives you claws ah mm-hmm so you can make a claw attack with uh, with that arm. I could paint Blinky's nails. <laughs> yeah, you could. <laughs> I can't afford it, but, <laughs> but I could I could paint his nails. Who cannibal blood? Not very expensive. Grants frenzy for five rounds of combat, mm. uh, and then the character is stunned after the fifth round. So a character with Frenzy rolls a second fighting die with any one of his fighting attacks for the turn. So essentially gives you a free extra action. Hmm. And what's the wine? Just tell us all. <laughs> <laughs> just go down uh, see, the Lodenberry wine is it's basically just a healing potion uh, there as well. And the last one's the dragon dragon amulet. Dragon amulet. There it is, Dragon Amulet. Gives you a plus one to fighting with melee weapons. Oh. So the, so the cure-all is a healing potion too? Yeah. Mm -hmm. What's the difference between the two? The Lawnberry Wine uh, comes with 1d4 plus three servings of the syrupy potion. So you get you get a lot more with that. And when you drink the wine, you can remove wounds by rolling a 1d4. Uh, so it's a little bit more powerful. Let's do that. My dear sir, would you mind selling uh, us a little bit of the wine? Oh, yes, absolutely. Yes, please help yourself. Uh, those, let me see if I can pull him back up again. We have those uh, for sale for 100. It's been my experience for us that having some of the wine on hand can be very helpful. So, yes, please, we'll take that. I'll take it. How do, what do I click on again? Should be able to just uh, click and drag it onto your sheet. 
Or no, I'm sorry, I take that back. Uh, there's a dollar sign next to it. You purchase it by clicking the dollar sign. I'll Hold on, Ed. Are you um, gonna buy it? You gonna buy it at full rate? I mean, he might haggle. Well, will you give it to us for any less? Since we've already bought, especially something else for him. Yeah, yes, I've already taken a nice little trade, and gave you a very nice price on that other piece. Well, if we're going to be continuing customers with you, and we very much mind, won't you want to just take a little bit off of it for us? How many would you like to purchase? Just the one. There seems to be. Buy, I okay. If I was only buying one, a hundred. But how about two for a hundred and fifty? Yes, that would be fine. Okay. Let me change the price there for you. I wonder if there's a way I can like change a stack. All right, so we'll do. I'll change it to seventy-five temporarily. You can keep it permanently. I'm never going to pay more than seventy-five. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's right. seventy-five. Thank you very much, sir. It's been a pleasure doing business with you. Oh, I'll well. keep this for us, everybody, just in case things go in the wrong direction. Thank you so much for stopping in. I think I would like to buy the Raven's site uh, necklace. It'll come in handy. But I wonder, um, I, I will pay full price for it, but I wonder if you have any information for us, too. Oh, information as well. Well, sometimes information comes with a cost, my dear. I don't have much else. I'll pay 300 for the Raven Sight Necklace. And what else do I have to trade? I don't well, think I have. Why don't you ask your question first? I'm dying to hear what you have to, to ask. We are looking for a coven of witches um, that meet down by the riverside? I can't remember the name of the river. I think there's a song in there somewhere. <laughs> um, uh, we don't know much about them. We just know that they are powerful and can summon um, creatures. I don't know if it's a ghost. I don't know if it's a banshee. Well, let me tell you, dear. You buy that from me for 300 no questions asked. I'll tell you everything that I know. Can you at least tell us if you know something? I know a little bit. I, I don't have a lot, but I can at least get you in the general vicinity. <laughs> All right, done. All right. Well, story says that out near the area of the water meadow, at a certain time of night, one can wander about the water meadow, and, and you might hear the sweet singing voices coming from, from the forest nearby. Now, the children here at Oxford call it the Bat Meadow, and it's mostly because, well, it's full of bats. <laughs> they fly out uh, at dusk, seeking their meals, uh, and make quite a bit of ruckus. Uh, and it's quite a sight to see, you know, in the, in, the, in the sun, as the sun sets, you know, and seeing these bats coming out. It's, it's really a beautiful sight. But later in the evening, that's when you can sometimes wander and hear the singing. Now, many men have wandered around, they have heard the singing and uh, never been able to find the source. 
while other men have gone in, heard this beautiful singing, and they've never been seen again. This story goes back for generations here at Oxford, and most young men from the college uh, know to steer clear of that area because uh, it's many of the younger men that have a tendency to go missing in that area. But who these women are, whether they're actually there or not, I, I don't know. <laughs> I just sell my wares, that's it. I, I don't uh, associate with too many of the folks that come in and out of my shop, but I would know if one of the witches from the Bat Meadow would have walked into my uh, shop at any time. <clears throat> so I, I have earlier written down the, the runes on a piece of paper. Mm-hmm that they used in the chalk circle. I'm going to show that to him. Do you know what this is? Well, I recognize these as Drudic. Do you know what it does? Well, I believe this would be a, some sort of summoning spell. Just at a glance. But not of the demonic sort. And you don't know what this particular set of runes summons. It would take me some time to translate it, for sure. And how much would you charge for that? Oh, for the translation? Hmm. We'll say 50 quid. Okay. I'll do that. I'll pay that. Hmm. You don't have to pay me up front, darling. It's all right. I'll, I'll take it at the uh, when you come back. And I do hope you come back. <laughs> I think we'll be back. Thank you. Oh, thank you. Good to meet all of you. Hope to see you soon. All right, Blinky. Give him another kiss. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I'm glad to know that worked because that took me a long time to figure out. <laughs> That's pretty cool. We need more money. <clears throat> we do, yeah. Yeah. Truthfully, I was not expecting you to go shopping tonight, so I didn't have anything really prepared for that. That was uh, there was going to be a little special treat later, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you just ruined everything. Sort of a, well, What's this that? Is sort of an impulse purchase, uh -huh. but you know, since we're there at the at the till, mm -hmm. um, I think I'd just like to grab that cannibal's blood. Oh sure, all right, mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> Just in case you need to go into a frenzy. <laughs> Look out, Charlie's on the juice. It's like she's and she's like, you know, I just think I might need to go back in there and get some cannibal blood. <laughs> I'll be right back. I'll be back. You know, I can't do without it, really. I can't do without it. <laughs> when she heads back in, I give her twenty-five pounds to to pick up the Siba Bear's miracle cure. Oh, okay. All right. I just bought that. Okay. Oof, I got $29. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so shopping done. Where are you guys heading? Uh, is it afternoon? I can't remember what no, time it's, it is. It's, it's getting later now at night. It's probably <clears throat> at this point after nine. Okay. So he would have just been closing up shop as you guys were coming in. Okay. I think we should head down to the river, try to see if we can hear this song and 
can yeah, do it's, it's about the right time, right? Okay, so you guys make your way down to the Bat Meadow uh, on the outskirts of what is known as the Water Meadow near the eastern shore of the River Churwell. The Water Meadow itself is a large open field uh, and in the moonlight you can see from one side to the other fairly clearly. There's a low hanging fog that clings to the floor of the meadow uh, as you make your way across. Uh, the Bat Meadow is to the east, uh, and it, you can see that it's covered in a, in a thick canopy of trees. Uh, and the moonlight is just kind of dancing off of the fog, and you can see the dew that is beginning to uh, alight on the, on the grass there in the meadow. No, no singing, huh? Um, you'll have to go into the Bat Meadow itself um, to probably hear that. Okay. Should we do a little reconnaissance? Yeah. Anybody want to, or, you know, we're, or anybody, can, what's it look like? Does it look like we could sneak close, uh, you know, through the, through the thicket or through the field or um, out? What's the, what's the situation look like? Well, the bat meadow itself is is pretty thick now there are definite trails that go into the bat meadow from the water meadow it's thick cover uh and the trails are pretty narrow um but could you get in there without being discovered potentially you know uh it's is there anything going on is there any noise coming out of it or anything not from where, not from the edge where you're standing right now. No, you can't can't really hear anything. Well, let's proceed. Okay, just uh, going in on one of the trails. Yeah, but we're being really uh, as quiet as we can, and listening for any sort of conversation or talk or chanting, whatever that we might hear from further away. Kind of being as quiet as we can and listening carefully. So that if we do hear something, we can get a little closer, more, more, you know, stealthily. Gotcha. What's your uh, marching order? Who's going in first? Go in first. If no one else wants to go in first. Moira first. Or why not? Okay. I like to send the robot first usually, but he's not here. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you put him on a dolly and in front of us. All right. So who's after Moira? I'll go. Oh, okay. no. You can go. Bendigo and Blinky? Oh, it doesn't matter. Uh, or are we going to put uh, Charlie in? Charlie next? Yeah, Charlie, you go. Okay. Bendigo and Blinky next? Yeah. Okay. And Henry, going to bring up the rear with uh, Father Mapple right behind uh, Bendigo? Sure. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, Moira, you're up front. Um, why don't you roll a notice? Okay, you get a four. Um, you kind of stop uh, and periodically as you're going in the trail and just stop and listen. And at this particular stop, you can hear the crickets that are sounding in the woods. You can hear the fluttering of some of the bats through the trees. 
but no, no music. At the next stop, uh, that role will continue on, uh, just kind of as your go-to for right now. Uh, Charlie, why don't you roll one for me? And you got a four as well. Okay, kind of same deal. You know, you're really kind of paying attention and listening intently, not hearing anything. At this same stop, Bendigo, roll a notice for me. And a plus two. Oh. <laughs> I did not add the plus two. That's all right, but that's okay. So if it's a three, plus two is a five. You're right behind Charlie and maybe even have a hand like... <laughs> Kind of on her on her back, just kind of listening, and she's like, "Nope, got nothing." But you're like, "Now I hear something." Just off in the distance, I hear something, and and you can hear like a chanting, uh, and maybe just just a little thumping, maybe of a drum kind of sound. Um, Father Mapple, roll a die, and again plus two as well. Oh, yeah. Without question, you hear that thump, 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 thump. This feminine voice, uh, a chorus of feminine voices, uh, silently, or but quietly chanting uh, along with the sound. Uh, you can't make out what it is exactly that they're saying, but it's definitely coming from further inside the woods. Henry, make a roll. Plus two? Yep. Oh, there you go. Yeah, another good one. And you tune in on this same kind of pattern, and between you and Mike, you can tell exactly where that's coming from. You've kind of pinpointed it. And through the trees, you can see just the faint, faint glow of what might be a campfire or something of the sort, a, t a flickering torch maybe uh, in the distance. Ladies, you cannot see the torch that they're talking about. You can't see the light. You cannot hear any of this music. Do I notice any any change um, from the guys behind me? Like, do I do I feel Bendigo's hand come off me or like tap me or something? Do I recognize that? I, don't I was know. just mm -hmm. okay. I was uh, just thinking of. Um, turning to them and asking if they're well-versed in the classics and perhaps they might want to stuff their ears with cotton or, or something. Yeah, Bendigo, did you, I, I mean, I kind of was speaking for you just a little bit there, but I mean, did you let her know that you heard it? Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Boy. What? I hear something. You gentlemen hear it? Yes, we hear it. I hear it too. Oh, yeah, it's quite, it's quite nice. It's beautiful. Didn't they warn us about it having a kind of siren effect, like from the Odyssey, of drawing us in? So mm -hmm. perhaps we could cover our ears, especially. I don't know. It sounded like it was particularly geared towards males. It said younger males, so I'm not really that much at. Uh, it's probably that much, not that much a problem with me, but I think we should cover our ears, gentlemen, but at least we know the direction. Can you ladies hear it now? No, oh. still nothing. nothing. Finally tuned for for mm -hmm. our ears, which means it could be a trap. Gentlemen, let's cover our ears. 
And uh, I will say, gentlemen, you you hear it. You don't feel particularly drawn to it. Uh, it's not like it's calling for you, like you must go, you know. So there's, it's there. If you want to seek it out, you can. If you don't want to, you can forget about it. Uh, it's not like it's trying to control you. If only we had a robot here. <laughs> We'd know the true effect. We not a robot. Don't we have a robot. We make careful. We move off in that direction. Let's go find out what's going on. Are you going to move in that direction? Same same marching order? Let the ladies yeah. lead? Uh, and so we're being very aware of if if uh, if it does start to have an ill effect on us. Okay. All right. I'm going to transport. So moving in that direction quietly. I'm going to transport and, you uh, to the next uh, little map here. Here we go. So, eventually, as you're following the sound, uh, the faint echo of the female voices being carried through the trees, they're all speaking in unison, uh, and that flank flickering glimmer of a firelight dancing off the leaves of the trees deeper in the forest, you eventually come upon an old set of ruins. Um, if anybody has academics or common knowledge, uh, you can make a roll on that to see if these things look like anything in particular. Um, I'll try a common knowledge roll. Yeah, I will too. Well, too. <laughs> I definitely didn't get it. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many dice on the table now. <laughs> So it looks like my highest role oh, I was Father Mapple. Um, and Mapple, you have certainly seen something like this before, um, without a doubt. These ruins are Celtic, uh, without question. Uh, and... Druidic to be more specific. Uh, so these would have been built probably 600 or more years ago, and the Celts were known to build places of worship uh, in this area, uh, but most of those were destroyed by the Romans during their occupation of the island. Now, these particular ruins uh, seem to be rectangular in shape, but the walls have deteriorated in places and the roof has long since collapsed and turned to dust. Uh, but the firelight is definitely coming from this place and the sound of chanting has certainly gotten louder as you all have approached. Are Charlie or Moira hearing it yet? Um, now that you're right on top of it, yeah, ladies, you can you can kind of hear it now, but it's like almost breaking through like a membrane that just kind of brings you guys into this sound. Uh, so you literally have moved through some sort of protective barrier uh, here. So what would you like to do now? Can we keep moving toward 
you know, are, are we at a distance to where we could we could still get a little bit closer without yeah, yeah. You, being it, detected? You would certainly have to roll stealth uh, at this point because you're certainly close enough where you know any false move might alert your presence to them. I wonder if someone would be willing to, someone who is particularly stealthy in our group would be willing to try to get a little bit closer uh, instead of us all sort of try to figure out what's going on instead of us all clunking through. Or if there was some sort of a, a flying machine or <laughs> magic raven that could help us. I'm afraid we left the raven on the table. We left the raven on the table, didn't we? No. I thought Moira no, got the raven. No, she got it. Oh, well, let's do that. I can do that. You have to protect me, though, because apparently I go wonky. I think we're going to do you. Well, you leave you alone in the forest, of course we'll protect you. We're right here. Can <laughs> you go all brand of Winterfell on us? Yes. <laughs> exactly so, I think. Blinky climbs up in your lap. All right, so all you have to do uh, is take hold of the uh, of the necklace. Uh, mm-hmm. Speak a few little magical words that uh, Clarence had, had given you. You can make those up if you like. Um, and then in the mist that's in front of you, you see... Uh, a blackness just kind of start to coalesce and form out of the mist uh, and a raven just appears out of the shadows uh, and as it appears your sight your hearing leave your body and go into the raven and now you are looking at yourself and your crew uh, through the eyes of the raven so it is up to you then to to take flight. Let me see if I've got a bird <laughs> that I can get you. Hmm. I don't have a bird. So here's a shark instead. <laughs> <laughs> He's so derpy. <laughs> he is a little derpy. Um, so you should be able to click on him now and move him. Oh, there you go. It worked. Okay. All right. So you can take him around and clear, you know, some of the area. As that happens, I believe on your pages, guys, are areas starting to kind of be marked that you can see now? as well Uh, nothing's been added to what to what was already there okay all right not sure if that was going to work or not but uh we're finding out okay so now you can speak and they can hear you uh moira Okay. So, you know, can, at, as the bird is, is flying around, you can kind of describe the scene if, if, uh, if you like. Okay. I see ruins. I see statue. I don't see any 
people. I see stairs. Are those stairs? I see stairs going down under the ground. Can the raven hear music coming from me? The shark? Uh, the drumming is getting further away as you're moving towards those stairs. The <laughs> drumming is stronger as you were heading up. There you go. Holder. Oh, don't. All right, and you're up above this action, so they're not paying any attention to a, a bird that is flying over at this point. But now you see one, two, three, four, five individuals that are uh, around a kind of a, a little bit of a greenish kind of light here uh, that's kind of pulsating uh, a little bit. All four of the figures there are dressed in uh, black robes with a lot of red on it and then there's another central figure that is holding a staff uh in the middle of all of that that is uh leading the chanting uh and they all have their back to you know that where you had flown in uh but they're all conducting what seems to be some sort of ritual here so it's just them huh just the five of them, yeah. All right, so I tell them all that, and I'm gonna wake up now. Okay. All right, so a little sharky can disappear. All right, so well, what's the move? They're in the middle of a ritual, so I'm afraid that if we just barge in, unless we're prepared to just start beating people up, I mean, do we need to talk to them first or this worries me <laughs> the bad feeling about this <clears throat> they look human or are they ghosts or what they did appear to be human but they were completely hooded and cloaked but they were humanoid in form i mean interesting a witch's yeah if they're in the middle of something they might, might not react well to anything but if they're doing something bad, we might not want to let them finish. Why don't we surround them? Can we surround them? We have the well, element of surprise. From the look of it, that you know, you have the opening that was directly in front of you there, which is a pretty wide opening. But there was a little stream that kind of cut through in a Y shape, uh, both to the right and to the left. There was a, a little cut through the wall on the left-hand side uh, that was a little further away from the cultists uh, and then another cut through that was right behind uh, the cultist on the right uh, that would be a little bit more precarious but somebody that, that's good and stealthy might be able to sneak up on them that way. So who's the stealthiest? Probably Blinky. I don't know if you want to leave that dog alone, though. Send it out on its own, on purpose. Yeah, he's still pretty young. He can teleport. So how much I, what relationship? I mean, what I mean is, is, there's a reason that the bandits had him. We just don't know what it is, but he's there's some obviously something very special about him. So I worry that something would happen. We don't want something to happen to Blinky. <laughs> no, we don't. 
We probably well, need to have, do some. We probably need some training with them before we start sending them into battle. <laughs> Did you put the jaws on him already, or? I don't know. I haven't figured out how to transfer it, but yeah, I would assume that I have. Oh, okay. All right. Well, okay. Yep. If you couldn't transfer it, let me uh, see if I can help you out with that a little bit. Okay. I think there's a module that you can get that allows you to offer an item to gotcha. people. But I don't know how to do the modules. I don't think I have the ability to add those. Get Blinky up here. All right. He's got it now. You'll just have to delete okay, cool. it off of your sheet. I'll do that right now. He has it equipped as well. Mm -hmm. okay. Can it be used by more than one person, or is it one of those things that once you use it, it binds to you and it's pretty much no it, permanent? Yeah, you know, like if you take it off of him and then put it in your mouth, yeah, it would be fine. Probably wash yeah. it. You know it's going to happen at some point, right? Yeah. Yeah. If somebody hurts Blinky and he's like lying there wounded, I'm going to crawl over and pull it out of his mouth. And... <laughs> this one's for you, Blinky. Alright, so what are we doing? That chanting is going on. It seems to be coming towards a little bit of a crescendo here. Well, I wondered if we might try to close in, get a little closer in a stealthy fashion, but perhaps Moira could pull a Tessa and run in, just pell-mell into their midst and claim that she's being chased and fall upon um, their mercy and try to ingratiate herself with them to learn more about what their plan is and what this ritual is. I like that plan. Offer me a That's <laughs> I can't be subtle with this arm. <laughs> there, there'd be too many questions. Fair dues. Okay. I'll do that. Sure, let's find out what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> What could go wrong? Now, are, are you sending her in first, or are you getting into position? Probably get into position. Maybe maybe get over there first. <laughs> yeah. I still can't see any of the map. That's by design, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. Once you start moving, then uh, the areas will begin to reveal themselves. We can just go up there. Mm, yeah, just kind of move at your pace, though. Uh, let everybody move and then move again. Uh, so you can move your pace this round. Are we moving sort of north, like at, along that bowl-shaped perimeter, or are we going straight ahead? You can move pretty much anywhere that you want to uh, until the map stops you. Um, <laughs> I mean, if we're trying to surround the area. Mm -hmm. Is the area straight ahead to the left? Uh, from where you're standing straight ahead to the right. Okay. Up top. So where Moira is standing right now, I don't know if you can see her from where you are. Yeah. Uh, that's the main entrance to this, this area. But you can kind of follow the parameter of the wall uh, around. That's as far as I can move. You can't move any further than that? Oh, it just it, at your pace, right? Yeah. Okay, I got you. All right. Yeah, so once you've done your pace once, then you can uh, move once again. Same, we're just hanging out in the back. Am I in an optimal position? I mean, I, we know roughly where they are, right? Yeah. But I, should I be somewhere else? 
yeah, you're still on the outside parameter at this point. So are they to the upper left? Or are we like standing in the middle of them? No, you're not standing in the middle of them. You, okay, you should watch, able, I see them, right? Yeah, you should be able to see one oh. of them here shortly. I should scroll. Okay. <laughs> are you zoomed way in? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, scroll out a little bit. I was like, I just see Collins, man. <laughs> okay. Right now, I only see Henry and Blinky. Okay, well, you can move again. Uh, so move your pace around the wall. Are you saying this way? Yes. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, got it. And then if you want to move in to join the others, you should be able to see Father uh, Mapple, right? There you are. There you go. Yeah. Okay. okay. Kurt, are you having trouble moving your character? No, I'm just working on my bird. Okay, what? I, I'm, I'm moving. No, I got it. And Benigo, do you want Blinky to come with you, or oh, you got him? Yeah, I got him up there. Okay. I got two Blinkies out there for some reason. Oh, I added another one because I lost track of one. Oh, okay, gotcha. Sorry. <laughs> oh, Henry. Wait, where am I going? I keep colliding. Where am I trying to go? Well, you got a wall right there, uh, and that you're wanting to probably go more in this area right here. <laughs> I'm just lost. <laughs> if you move yourself west and Henry's north, there you more are. view will open up. There we go. I'm I'm, I'm with y'all. <laughs> New technology. Okay. Okay. Does it? Does anybody have a bead on any of the uh, cultists at this point? I can see one. Okay. Yeah, I can see one. I can see you. Three. All right. So what you're going to need to do now is you're going to need to roll stealth uh, as you continue to try to position yourselves where you know you want to be for this grand entrance that Moira is about ready to make. <laughs> uh, so Bendigo, since you're the closest, let's uh, let's have you roll stealth and then figure out where you want to go. That went well. <laughs> you want to spend a penny? Gosh, how many do I have now? Because I've wasted a lot. <laughs> oh, I have six? Yeah, I gave you guys extra ones from last oh, time. Oh, yeah, all right. Let's check that sucker out there. My stealth is lousy anyway, so this is a terrible mistake. Oh, there you go. There you go. That's good. Okay, so yeah, you should be able to move just about anywhere without being spotted. Okay. And I got a pace of six. So, mm -hmm. one, two, three, four, five, six. Ooh, no, now I'm right behind that thing and I can't see anything. Okay, we're going to go back one. We're going to go right there. Okay. I'm hiding sort of behind the column. Peeking out. All right, uh, Father Mapple. Uh, okay. That's a good one. You've got clear shot to wherever you want to move. I'm hanging out right there. Okay. 
Uh, Charlie. Okay, now we're going to have roll for one of these guys here. Can I wade through the stream? Yep, you can. Okay, yep, not noticed. You're okay. And then uh, Henry. Yeah, I'm just going to set myself up. What, what are these columns? These are... Yep, that's exactly right. They're they're columns, but they're just kind of broken down, uh, not attached to anything, uh, but they're still freestanding. They they're good cover. That's perfect. I'm gonna set myself up right across there. Do I need to roll a stealth for that? Yes. Mm -hmm. Five. Okay, I'm gonna roll again for them. And minus two. Got a two. Okay. All right. Yeah. So you're okay. They didn't notice you either. So everyone has kind of situated themselves back behind. You're mostly under partial cover here uh, at this point. So Moira, it's up to you to make your entrance and your scene. All right. I'll make a scene. Um, so once everyone gets kind of goes off to where they need to go, I'm just going to scream as loud as I can from where I'm at to try and stop the, you know, get their attention. And then I'm going to run straight into that circle. Just okay. looking every once in a while. Okay. All right, go ahead and make your move and, and scream your scream. Just pretend like I screamed. I screamed really loud. And then hopefully they stopped chanting. Okay. Right? Yep. I'm just going to book it right across the stream. I don't know how many I moved. One, two, three, four, five. I think I moved seven instead of six. I've got my K named at them just in case things go horribly wrong. Okay. Help! Help me! I'm screaming! I'm causing a scene. I'm looking behind me. They're chasing me! Help me! Please, right. can you help me? The main woman has spun around uh, and she looks in your direction. And if her role notice. Um, and she sees you screaming, but just off to the right, uh, Mappa, what was your stealth check? You got a nine, didn't you? Okay, so no, you're you're still hit. <clears throat> Bendigo got a ten, so yeah, okay, both of you guys are still hit. That's good. Um, she sees you and she says, "Who is this? How did she get in here? We must finish the ritual. Take her away." Uh, and this cultist me. moves towards you menacingly <laughs> uh, and attempts to grab hold of your arm. And uh, she grabs hold of your shirt but has a tenuous grasp uh, on you at this point. You can easily break away from her. Uh, but at this point, I think we will have to roll some initiative. All right. Looks like Father Mapple uh, is going to be the one to uh, lead us off here. Um, so I think what I'll do is like maybe try to maintain a little bit of cover, but try to grab the that cultist that's coming toward us and pull them kind of back this direction. Mm -hmm. um, either behind the col column that I'm closest to, or you know, behind some bushes there by the stream, mm -hmm. or something like that. Yep. And after the lead cultist 
spouted the order, she kind of looked over her shoulder and then kind of went back to the chanting. Okay, so you can make your move. You're going to make a fighting roll uh, on that cultist that's uh, next to you, but you're going to have to move in to grab her. Uh, but this is within your pace, so there's there's no extra uh, okay, so difficulty there. there. And then target. Mm-hmm. And just a regular fighting roll. I'm going to give you a, a, a plus two because of your stealth. Uh, she had she didn't notice you, so you've got an advantage on that attack. Okay. Ooh, that's pretty good. So nineteen. So basically, just kind of like grabbing them and pulling them back, kind mm-hmm. of out of the way. Mm-hmm. And are you wanting to do damage as you do that, or just? Yeah, like I, I would. I wouldn't mind if they got knocked mm-hmm. out or, or okay. stunned. Or... Um, now you should be able to. Let's see here. You've got them targeted right mm-hmm. I should be able to just roll damage there hmm this is one of the disadvantages on this particular thing is that you you have to actually create like an attack <laughs> I think in order like to be able to actually yeah like punch or kick or whatever to roll damage yeah um, so I'm going to have to look into that a little bit and see if we can stream that a little bit for you. So on that, the macros with the dice down there at the bottom, uh, yeah. whatever your strength is, uh, if you want to roll that uh, to roll damage, uh, and then you also roll a d6 on top of that. Uh, okay. Uh, so strength is a d8. And so I would just roll a d8. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, seven, and then her toughness is a five. So yeah, you did. Uh, you, she is shaken okay. uh, at this point. So you pull her back, uh, and and you've given her the the shaken tag there. Okay, so. I'm going to pull you back just a little bit because you grabbed her and then kind of pulled her back this way just a little bit. So if you want to, we can even take her kind of around the corner here just to get her out of sight. Okay. Yeah. Like I just kind of like spun around and Mm -hmm. brought her behind the column there. And then so Charlie then would be next. By shaken, how do you mean? What's the state of this cultist? Are they awake? Are they... They are still awake, yes. Yeah, they just uh, have, have been kind of startled and are trying to kind of get their wits back about them. Uh, we can say that with that move, Mike, you grabbed her and put your hand like over her, uh, over her mouth so she can't just scream right out. Okay. Uh, but that will be what she's going to be trying to fix <laughs> on her turn. So there's a weapon that I have... Um... That, that I think you helped describe that is the alarum. Uh-huh. That, the silent, um, like, sound vibration machine mm-hmm. that I would like to use silently on the cultist to fully knock them out. May I do that? Yes. Yeah, that's, a, that's your power. So you're going to go to uh, alarum confusion. 
and you're going to roll weird science, which is under alarm confusion. It gives you a little tab there. You got to select who who is it that you're wanting to do. Basically, everybody there. Oh, do I have to? I have to target them. Yes. Mm -hmm. Oh, I was really just going to aim at the cultist. Yeah, that that's. The, I think that's what you grab. can. That's what you can do. Yeah. Uh, uh, you don't have the ability yet to be able to affect an area with it, so yes. Right. So if you target the cultist? Yes, I think I did. And then I click Alarm Confusion. Mm -hmm. And am I hitting a roll button in this? In, in your menu there, uh, under Powers, Alarm Confusion, You'll hit yeah. weird science over there on the right hand side. Okay. Gotcha. Okay, so you got an 11. So that is uh, definitely uh, a success with a raise. Uh, and trying to remember exactly what that does. Confusion compounds a target, making him both distracted and vulnerable if he fails a smarts roll at minus two with a raise on the arcane skill. Okay, so she needs to roll smarts. And you get a raise, so that's actually minus two. Yeah, so yeah, she definitely is distracted and vulnerable now as well. While distracted and vulnerable, I'm going to strip the cloak off of the cultist and put it on. Okay, that'll be your action for next round. Okay. Um, and then we're going to go to uh, Amelia, uh, who is the cult leader. She is oblivious to kind of what's going on behind her at this point, and she is continuing her chant. Um, and then we have the cultists here who also uh, did not make their roles, so they are uh, continuing to back up uh, Amelia with the chance. So Bendigo, it rolls around to you. Right. So she's still chanting. We got two more cultists. I want to move around here to the other side. Oh, there's another cultist. I didn't even see them. Hmm. <laughs> I'm thinking about throwing me boomerang right in front of Amelia's face. Okay trying to distract her that way or yeah because i don't want to knock her out yet we might need to ask her questions right mm -hmm. all right so target her go to target and you're gonna roll a test all right let me use some of these new buttons test okay what am i going to test supporters um, athletics uh, let's see here. I know you're going to roll to test her, um, I think, notice, because you're wanting to distract her, right? Yeah. Yeah. Test her notice. Okay. So just set it to notice and hit test. Mm-hmm. Then roll. Amelia should roll a four or higher. So she might do this. she did all right she maintains she knows though something's up <laughs> at this point uh but she maintains her focus uh, so you don't break her focus on whatever it is that she's doing right now i got my boomerang back 
All right, next up then is Lady Moira. All right, I'm able to move closer to her. Right? Mm hmm. Okay. I'm going to do that. And then I'm going to. And now you're definitely going to be seen for sure. Yep. That's all right. Um, so I've got this energized plasma shotgun, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, I'm not going to blow her up. I'm going <laughs> to um, whack her <laughs> with it. Okay. And then like, just, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to bonk her with it and then, you know, okay. pull like down on her. So is that fighting? That's going to be fighting. Yep. Okay. All right, here we go. <clears throat> okay, so you got a seven. Her, did you target her? I did not. Okay, that's all right. So her um, parry is a five. Uh, so you certainly beat that. Uh, so now you're going to roll damage, which is going to be a strength plus 1d4 plus d4 uh 1d4 huh. all right got a six all right she is shaken so you've broken her concentration on the spell that she was casting all right so we're gonna put shaken on her okay and then i think we go to henry what is she exactly doing at this moment who, uh, the, uh, Amelia? The, yeah. She is uh, currently trying to cast some sort of spell. Uh, With, but but does she have something in her hand, a book, something like that? She has a, uh, a staff in one hand that seems to be glowing with a greenish energy. Good enough. I'm going to shoot the staff out of her hand. Okay. So what's my minus on that? Uh, it is a minus four. And I have a plus two. So that gives me a minus two. Is that correct? Mm -hmm. What were we going to say? You were taking aim, right? Yes. Does I think, that give you a bonus? I think, though, does that take a round, though, to do? I think I would have to take a round, and then I think I'm just going to go for it. Yeah, I think I have to take a round to do that, right? It's like, it does something like that. What is that? Do you I, thought, that? I thought it was already around, so my mistake. You have to, he has to state that he's doing it, though. He uh, did. Well, I said I was readying, but I would have to say now that I'm aiming for that staff in the next round. I oh. mm -hmm. Like I said, I was readying my weapon, but that doesn't mean that. But that was a euphemism. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I'm going to now shoot that staff out of her hand. Are you ready for this, everybody? Bendigo, are you watching? Yep. Don't miss. I'm standing right there. <laughs> are you sure you're watching, Bendigo? All right. Just want to make sure. I got eagle eyes. Well, karma. <laughs> Minus two, got a five. Okay. Well, that's a success. You hit the staff, um, and it 
goes flying out of her hand and into the middle of the circle that lies uh, in in front of her. Now, did I break the staff? Because I also have smite on that. So uh, I didn't get a raise on it, I would assume, but I do get mm -hmm. quite a bit of damage to it. Yeah, do you, do you want to roll damage on that? Do you want me to roll damage on that? Uh, I guess you might as well, yeah. Sounds like a good idea. Let's do it. All right, so we're going to roll damage on that. We're going to add a plus two, two to that. And we're going to be looking at a, that staff's going to take a good, wow, 16 damage. Okay. Okay. So it explodes just in this shatter of splinters and greenish energy. Uh, and you hear uh, Amelia just let out this wail of, <gasps> no! Yeah, they, they always do that. <laughs> I hate it when you break their staff. Let's hope you didn't need it for anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so I think that takes us to the end of our combat tracker, so we're going to re-roll everybody. And Bendigo Jack, uh, you got a Jack, uh, which, how many uh, <clears throat> Bennies did you have last time? Before I just spent yeah, one a second Before ago? you just spent one, yeah. I had five, so it okay. just added one. That's good, yeah. So that gave everybody uh, an extra Benny, because you got a, uh, a, I'm sorry, not a Jack, but a Joker. When you oh, get cool. a Joker, uh, then it gives everybody a Benny. Cool. Okay, so Bendigo, you get to go first. And actually, you get to choose when you go. Uh, so you can move yourself up and down the uh, the chart there if you want. But if you want to go ahead and, and act first, you can. No, I'm going to wait. I'm going to go last. Okay. All right. I'm still completely dumbfounded at Henry's shot. Thank you. I'm just, I'm standing there scratching Blinky's head going. <laughs> Thank you, Bendigo. Mate, that was amazing. Well, I appreciate that. All right. I still got it even in my old age. Um, Amelia is no longer shaken. Uh, so she rolled uh, to, to remove that effect from her and as she does she turns uh to moira who's right next to her uh and reaches out and touches your forehead um and lets loose an eldritch bolt Right in my head, huh? Right at your head. Well, she's going to do that. I do have arcane resistance. Does that you help do. at all? It sure does, yes. God. It gives you a, a, a minus two, I think, uh, to anybody that's attacking you. Is that correct? Minus to targeting the hero suffer a minus two penalty, even if cast by allies. And magical damage is re also reduced by two. Gotcha. I don't know if that's going to help, though. 
right so she got a three so did not succeed uh and you feel this arcane energy that is is welling up in her hand as she touches your forehead uh and it just just sparks so that protection that you've got just caught that just right at the right second before it went off uh so now we're gonna go to uh the cultists uh who now really just see moira (laughs) in front of them uh at this point uh and the one that is behind you takes a step in uh and she is going to make an attack with the knife that she has in her hand uh on you got a three which is a miss uh, the other cultist here is going to take a shot at you uh, with her Eldritch Blast. Uh, and that also uh, goes wide uh, and misses you. Final one does the same with an Eldritch Blast towards you. And that one's going to hit. Uh, so your uh toughness and parried and take so that is a hit on you so you're you're going to take some damage with that i'm gonna roll that real quick 2d6 so a total of eight uh so seven eight so that's it that you're shaken at this point all right, so that's the cultist's move uh, for this round. Now we're gonna go to Charlie. All right, I am going to take the cloak of the cultist behind this pillar, mm-hmm. throw it around myself, and um, move up in between these two cultists. Okay. Ahead of me. Okay. Do you have performance? No. Okay. Do, uh, you do have persuasion, though, yes? I have stealth in, in the particular sense. Um, I guess it's a trapping, right? In mm-hmm. the particular sense that I blend in. That's cool. Let's do that. Like, uh, yeah, let's let's do that. Oh, wait. I've accidentally um, targeted myself. <laughs> okay, wait. One, two, three. So I'm only moving that far. Okay. And my, um, am I allowed to do something when I get there? Yeah, roll yourself though first. Oh, okay. And never mind that these other two or three cultists that were out there were like uh, five foot two, and you're like seven <laughs> feet tall. <laughs> <laughs> so that that roll. That robe actually kind of comes down to, to you know, like the upper thigh is barely covering yeah. your butt cheeks. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I rolled, but how did that, you know what? I need to use a Benny on that, I think. Okay. Um, oh, did you spend two Bennies by, by accident? Seems likely. Okay. Yeah. I give you one back. 
Um, you know what? It's you don't have to if you don't want to. Um, and this is a lot of things going on at once. But if you want, I could give it to Moira um, as using my common bond edge so that she can soak that damage. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. Sure. Okay. Yep, we can remove that off of her. Thanks, Nippy. Okay, it's you are unshaken. Thank you. Okay. My my aim was to move up to that cultist ahead of me and just headlock and then like uppercut to knock him out and then drop him to the ground. Mm -hmm. That's my hope. If I have to wait, I can I can wait. Uh, no, you can you can make that fighting roll, target them, and then uh, then make the roll. Okay. And uh, use your arm. Oh, should I have added yeah. some? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Go go to gear. Uh, and uh, mechanical arm. Ooh. Sorry, the font is almost invisible. So when I find mechanical arm, am I, is that where I'm doing damage? Uh, you're going to roll for the attack first. So you've got your... No, you have yourself selected. You need to select the, the cultist. There you go. So and when I click, on, I click on mechanical arm, I'm not seeing dice. Click on the actual logo of the mechanical arm. <gasps> Okay. There are the dice. And then hit fighting. There you go. So you, you got a hit, and then I can roll the damage for you here since that came up. Oh my god. <laughs> Two wounds plus shaking. <laughs> and we'll apply that damage. You uh, you killed her. <laughs> Just, <laughs> oh, <laughs> Just directly no. in her face. <laughs> Moral crisis. <laughs> I don't think we were coming here for a slaughter, but it looks like that might happen. Christy easy, is, without yeah. question, the tank in the group. <laughs> now we have to kill them all. Wow. 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 <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> On that bloody note, uh, we're going to go to Lady Moira. You're unshaken. <laughs> I'm unshaken. Yeah. Um, I'm going to turn to that cultist. Okay. And actually, think I'm going to do a um, elemental manipulation. And I can only do this on one at a time, right? I yeah. can't like. Do mm -hmm. as a group, probably. Well, it depends on kind of what you're trying to do. Well, I was going to take the cultists and like open up the ground below them and just <clears throat> into the, into like, you know, into the ground like that. Well, I think you could That's... potentially, yeah, you could potentially do that. Okay. Um, in, but, uh, yeah. <laughs> it's going to be iffy because you're probably going to go with them. If you try to get more than one, you're going to go yeah. with them. Okay. Then I'll just do. Um, actually, I think I'll just do. I'll just do Amelia. 
Okay. Unless she's already down. She's not down. She's shaken though, right? And her wand is broken. Right. Yeah, okay. she's unshaken at this point. She, so yeah. she's. I'll do the cultist with the knife. I should probably get rid of them. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Did I roll that? Did I do that right? Uh, let's see here. So spell casting to target. Okay, so six on that. That's a success for you. Uh, and then you're going to roll uh, for damage, uh, which I think that is is a d6. I just roll a d6? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Three. Okay. And that unfortunately doesn't beat their uh, ability, so unfortunately doesn't doesn't cause any damage this round. Okay. Okay. Next up is Father Mapple. Um. So what's what's the state of the cultist that I grabbed? That's right here. Oh, that you Next grabbed. Um, distracted, vulnerable, shaken. She is, so she's really out of it. Um, she has to roll to uh, to be able to get out of all of those. She failed those rolls, uh, so she's she's out of it, at least for this <clears throat> round. Okay, um, then I will kind of move toward Amelia. Mm -hmm. I can get all the way there, and then um, just try to zap her with the electro staff. Okay. Yep, and no penalties on that because you didn't go past your move. Okay. Uh, and then just click Electro Staff and then the fighting. And you have a gang up bonus on this, so you got a plus one uh, because Lady Moira is right there with you. Okay. And did you ever target it? Oh, crap, no. Yep. Yeah, don't forget to do that because that, that will make things a lot faster in the end. Okay, so that's a nine. So that is for her uh, success and a raise. Okay, and so roll damage. Yep. So I've, I have her targeted now. So. Okay. All right, shaken. All right, so she is shaken once again. And then we go to um, Henry. All right. All right, so I'm going to move up. Here I come. One, two, three, four, five. <clears throat> I'm going to fire a shot at Amelia. How does that sound? Uh, you're shooting through two of your teammates. You want to do that? Problem. All right, I'll take the cult. I'll just shoot this cultist then to make it clean here. Okay. Not that that would be a problem for me, but you know. Wait. Oh. What am I clicking on? Shooting, right? Okay. Mm hmm. Plus two. Now, if if you got your weapon, okay, don't don't just click shooting. You can shortcut a lot of this by. Going to your weapon, your Clint, uh, your uh, flintlock pistol, and clicking on that, and then that will give you the option to do your shooting attack, and then roll damage after the fact. So yeah. it, fi it figures that in there automatically for you. 
There you <laughs> it go. didn't give me my plus two. It didn't give me my plus two. Oh, well, you can add that. In. You should be able to add that in, I think. I didn't see that there. Let me look again. Oh, yeah, mod. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so, so that's a nine. Do I get a, Is that a raise or not? Uh, that is a raise, yes. So it's plus four damage. How do I get the damage? Uh, you can do the same thing again, and then it should give you the option for damage. Okay, so plus four. Oh, raise damage. What's that mean? I don't know. Raise damage, plus four. I know what it is. So damage is 11. Okay. I don't know why it didn't automatically tell us what it did, but probably because we didn't go through the process of doing it. Okay, so 11, that's going to be five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11, a success and a raise then uh, as well. So shaken plus a wound. And then we're going to go and reset the initiative. Actually reset the deck as well because we had a joker. I never actually went though. Oh, you didn't? Oh, you didn't. You were holding your action, weren't you? Yeah. I apologize. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, okay, so we got this cultist that's up here near them is wounded. She is pretty much out of it, but the other cultist is still okay. The one that took a shot? That's near Charlie? This one here? Yes. Yeah. Uh -huh. yeah. Okay. I'm going to. Let's see. Uh, one, two, three, four five and then i'm going to i'm gonna whack them try and knock them out but hopefully not kill them um i'm gonna zap them with the electro staff okay so let's see here so i click on that and then that's a fighting is that right i think you have yourself uh oh selected. let me target them yeah mm -hmm. yep sorry altist Okay, let me open up my thing, and then I'll go over there and target them. Here comes the Electro Staff. There's a hit. I'll go ahead and roll the damage for you. I can actually click that. Two wounds and shaking. It's like, boy, mate, that wasn't very nice. Taking a shot at a, at a woman like that. All right, so you hit her right in the chin and send her flying back uh, into this post right there uh, and she falls lifeless uh, at the base of that of that post did you see that Henry that was a very nice shot very impressive oh thanks mate you're getting better you're getting better young men well practice <laughs> makes perfect right get a good mentor and you can you can achieve anything all right uh, Lady Moira, you get to go first this time around. You got a jack of diamonds. All right. And what is Amelia up to at this point? Uh, she is still trying to recover from being shaken yet again uh, by okay. Father Mapple. Okay. Well, I'm just going to... Um... I'm going to zap this one in front of me. Okay. There. Did I target that correctly? Mm -hmm, looks like it. It's the plasma shotgun because I have it out. I have a feeling it's going to kill her. 
Okay, so if I click on the, you're saying there's a shortcut, but now I'm not seeing the shortcut. So it's quick access. I click on the little icon, right? Mm -hmm. Well, even if you down. even go down to your uh, quick access and then go to energize plasma shotgun. Yeah. Uh, and then you should be able to click on that and then it's going to pull up a menu and yeah. you've got like shooting plus two damage reload short range medium range long range so you are currently uh you're going to do shooting plus two on okay, there on that. Mm -hmm. oh, okay. and then you're in short range so uh you're gonna <laughs> roll damage there for that which i think should be oh did i just that up there you go no you're good that's good mm -hmm. one wound plus shaken will apply the damage and as you can see you blew her head clean off damn it i knew i'm was... <laughs> not getting any information out of anybody <laughs> you got that one that's distracted and vulnerable and shaken down there so I mean, as long as she doesn't roll out of it you might be able to salvage her <laughs> <laughs> It's Amelia's turn. We're going to do an unshaken on her, see if she can get out of that again. Nope, she's still shaking. Uh, I'm going to spend a Benny. Uh, and we're going to try that again. Oh, now I just shook her again for some reason. <laughs> okay, so she throws her arms up in the air and then brings them down like fists in front of her and as she does uh, casts a spell getting a six and this entire area uh, around her is now enshrouded in darkness Let's see how fancy I can get Did that do anything? <laughs> I don't know if it did or not. I don't think so. Okay, it didn't do nothing. That's great. There we go. There's a little something. <laughs> All right, so that in area there is completely actually in darkness. Uh, so any actions that are made within that area uh, now are going to be at a minus four. My dark sight help in that? Uh, yes. Mm -hmm. uh, and then my other cultist over here is going to try to wake up from all of the damage that she's gotten. It's shaking now. Well, I don't want her to be shaking. I wanted her to get her unshaken. <laughs> she was already shaking. Okay, no longer shaking. And then we're going to roll a vigor check for her. Oh, no. <laughs> yep, nope, that didn't work. So she's still distracted and vulnerable. Next up is Henry. All right, ready to go. Well, I guess I better shoot her. <laughs> yeah, you got to figure out how to get in there. <laughs> right, can I just shoot her or do I have to get in there? Well, no, uh, you can you can try to shoot where you think she is. That's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. All right. Can I push through there? I try to push through. You can try right. to push through, but anything you do is still going to be at a minus uh, four. No, I'm just going to get closer. Can I walk okay. in there? 
You can walk in there, yeah. I'm going to kind of walk, feeling on my way. Can I get next door, you think? Or how do I know if I'm next door? Yeah, you can, yeah. I'm going to light up my, I'm not going to shoot her. I'm going to light up electricity in my, uh, I'm going to light that baby up, the cane, turn it into the electrical okay. charge. Mm-hmm. And prepare the, uh, you know, prepare the, the bolt. How am I going to hit her with it if I can't see her? Well, if you're charging, the, are you... Are you using the lamp at the end? No, it's not a lamp. It's an electrical bolt that it can. Sh- it, it's it it. Yeah, it's, it's similar to lamp, but it's got like this little sort of electrical gadget that can shoot a bolt or can, especially if I touch somebody with it, it can provide you know can kill them. Electrocuted. Okay. So you're gonna roll a fighting minus four. Yeah. So uh, okay, let's go for this. Um, and then. Again, use the actual weapon itself. Target her, use the actual weapon. So I'm using, do I use the skill? Do I use the power then for that? Okay, but you're, okay, so you're gonna do bolt. So yeah, you're gonna use shooting then under bolt. Yeah, I see it. All right. And I'm using my weapon of choice, so I do get a plus two, but it's a minus four, so it's minus two. Right. Roll. A lot of math. <laughs> yeah, I got it. Roll. What's going to happen? Ooh, there we go. There Holy we go. Jesus. There we go. One. <laughs> How's that? That may be one of the biggest numbers we've seen. Yeah, okay. Go ahead and roll your damage because you definitely hit her. <laughs> so it's going to be this, but then, then with, a, with a definitely with a plus four. And a plus six then too, because uh, you get an extra die for damage with the raise. A plus six or a plus D6? Plus D6. Oh, how do I do that? Plus? Plus D6. (laughs) One D6, sorry, plus one D6. Six plus, no, it's complicated. Plus one D6 plus four. I don't know if it does that. Oh, I should have rolled a raise. No, it didn't give me an extra d6. It didn't roll the one d- extra d6. Uh, so I'll just roll another d6. Okay. I'm 15. Wait, but it rolled a six. Shouldn't I rolled another one for the six? That's getting complicated. See what I mean? It didn't roll the raise. Well, I don't know what you were trying to roll, so. I was trying to roll. 3d6 plus yeah, four. Yeah, it should be 3d6, yes. Yeah. And you get it, but one of them came up as a six. Does that, does that explode? Does damage explode? I don't know. Uh, let's see here. I don't think so. Maybe not. Yeah, it should have. There it was. There's your 3d6 right there. 13 plus 9, 22. <laughs> I get another one because I rolled a six, though, mm-hmm. when I did Right? So wait, okay, so wait, 15 plus another six is, okay, so now we're up to 18 plus the exploding dice. <laughs> was two more. So 20, 20 damage. Okay. All right, that should take her clean out. All right. Yeah. Okay. So you hit her with the with the bolt, 
and I mean, it just incinerates her, hits her right in the center of the chest, and you just see it spread, and then you see her reach out and up, and she just disintegrates in front of you into a cloud of dust. I turned to everybody. I, I, I thought we were just going to come here and kind of check out what was going on. I didn't quite realize. <laughs> Are we supposed to do that, that intentional? Uh, I just followed your all lead and they started attacking. Were we supposed to sort of incinerate them or not? Maybe you should have asked that before you incinerated her. <laughs> well, things looked like they were getting problematic. Well, you were already, they were getting ready to kill you. So, you know, we were defending ourselves at that point, although we were the ones that did the incursion in the first place. So I'm not sure about that, but you don't want to. Anyway, well, so that's what we did. Kind of a mess now, isn't she? Yeah, a bit of a mess, yeah. Now you've got that other cultist that is uh, trying to crawl away <laughs> down <laughs> down below you. Please, please don't hurt me. Please. He's saying that I, I take electrical thing. Yeah, maybe maybe hey. you could d disintegrate her as well. Okay, and I disintegrate her. <laughs> are, are you gonna? <laughs> no, we need, we need, no, I'm not going to. We, we need one person to here. I was like, do you want me to? Do you want me to? I'll do it. <laughs> I'll do it. <laughs> right, we'll, yeah, we'll call an end to it here uh, for tonight and then pick up uh, after the battle uh, next time. <laughs> uh, maybe uh, Hieronymus can can stop Henry from uh, disintegrating the last, uh, the last of the cultists. The last session, the agents geared up at a local magic shop to face off against the coven of witches rumored to meet in the Bat Meadow off campus from Oxford proper. Entering into the wooded area near the river Cherwell, several of the men heard a faint chanting sound accompanied by a haunting melody. Eventually, you found your way to a set of ancient, broken-down, druidic ruins that hosted the Coven of Witches in the process of conducting what seemed to be a summoning ritual of some sort. Henry took careful aim at the staff that was being held by the cult leader, and the team quickly defeated the group before they could get their wits about them. Surveying the scene, there are three cultists left still alive, but only one that is currently conscious. So with that in mind, what would you like to do? I'll pull you up on the uh, correct map here if you give me just one second. There we go. And this is just as we left it. So I need to wait to do anything since I'm technically not with the group. Um, yeah, you'll probably I can, have I can to... wait have to hang out for just a minute here let me get you sure. in. i'll put you in the map so you can at least see what's going on okay there you go now you're on the map all right and it's the cultist that is down in the uh, lower portion of the map down in this area right here that is uh that is conscious at this point but she's been she's been hurt but um is not attempting to to try to escape uh because she's really not very mobile at the moment. All right, so everything is pretty much as you left it. The cultist that's down here at the bottom is the one that uh, that is still conscious at this point. 
The cult leader is dead. Blinky is conscious? No, that's our dog. Yeah, Blinky's conscious. Where's our, where's the cult leader? I don't see a culter. Uh, The cult leader's up here. Um, I actually may have already deleted her. She, she definitely, oh, Amelia right here. Uh, Yeah. So if you, if you go down this way right here, this is where your cultist is. Oh, but he's, we can't see their cultist? Well, you might have to move down there uh, to see to see them because of your vision. Oh, 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 vision, vision. Okay. Hey, what's the plan here, folks? What are we supposed to do? What are we looking? What? Why are we killing? Why do we kill all these cultists? I think it seemed like a lot of it was accidental. We were just kind of overpowered. I mean, I know we worse. It was like brutal, but I don't remember what they did wrong. Did they do something? I don't think so. I, I think. D- does anybody they, remember why you were here? <laughs> something about a girlfriend getting pushed out a window and dying, or something, or an affair. But why are we they here? Taught, didn't they teach? They taught her how to summon some evil thing. So. Yeah. Tessa Bramlett uh, was the student in question that was responsible for calling forth this uh, spirit to conduct uh, kind of a a, a vengeance plot on uh, the boy that kind of jilted her. Um, And uh, unfortunately, you know, there's been a couple of deaths now at the hands of of this ghost. And it was this cult, apparently, as Tessa had told you, that had taught her the spell basically to call the spirit forth and now the spirit's on the loose and she has has lost control over it so let's talk to this cultist about tessa and find out why they're teaching what they know about this sort of demon creature and why they're teaching spells to innocent young oxford girls yeah and maybe what if they were trying, what what they were trying to summon, or, or whom they were trying to summon, before we killed everybody. Yeah. What do you think of that? Yeah. All right. Who wants to go? Should Is I go behind the column? Should I go try to persuade again? <laughs> She is. Oh, we got <laughs> right. Right there. I'll just pull her up to you. <laughs> Make it easier. Aha. Yeah, who, who's the most persuasive among us? Oh, shit, I deleted all my notes. Uh, I, I'm very persuasive. Don't forget in the journal section, I did uh, create some uh, journals for you guys under players' journals. If you want to make notes in there, you're welcome to do that. Yeah, I, I did mine last week, but you didn't go through and grade and give me little comments, like little check marks <laughs> for good things. So I like, because you're not responding to my journal entries. I don't know how much incentive I have to keep taking notes. Well, you, you don't have to. <laughs> it's just there for your convenience. <laughs> that was an education joke. Okay, so. <laughs> so they're not going to be, these assessments aren't going to be graded. They are not going to be graded, no. That's not part of your final grade. Okay. See, on Kurtz, it would say, need more cosmic awareness. <laughs> Wrong game. Oh, that's right. That's right. In this game, you can just apparently just make it up. I can be like, I have a lot of cosmic awareness. (laughs) Only if it's italicized. (laughs) It's just a prototype cosmic awareness. (laughs) 
Anna's not Anna's, Anna's happy about that, I can tell. Look down there. Yeah. So her hair, the fan. <laughs> I know, the fan's going. <laughs> the eyebrows are lighter, everything. That's, that's, it's that's, like that's uncanny. Yeah. It's still not light enough. <laughs> I, I can be very persuasive. I have a very good persuasion. I gotta, I'm, I'm a very persuasive person. Go Sir Henry Hardis. Let's, let's persuade this cultist to right. tell us what we want to know. Um, but we, we go down to the cultist. I'm gonna try, oh, there's the cultist. The cultist came to us. I walked yes. over the cultist. <laughs> they stumbled out from behind the column. Uh, I, sorry about your friends. We apologize. Things got a little out of hand. <clears throat> what is your name? My name is not important. That's true. Uh, we're still, we're very sorry um, about your friends. Um, let's just sort of let bygones be bygones, what do you say? Why did you come here? Well, we came I'll here I'll ask for... the questions. Is that what you want? Yeah, that was trying to be persuasive and not in, every time I go to say things like that, I get, I, I hear that I'm intimidating and not persuading. Hmm. So I'm trying to persuade, right? Fair enough, as you were. Okay, thank you. All right. So you look, is this a man or a woman? It's a woman. So you look like a very nice person, um, and we uh, we just came here for some information. You know, didn't mean for all that to happen, really. So again, we apologize about that. Um, but what we'd like to know is, um, have you been sort of summoning anything from other realms, evil creatures, anything like that here to this world? What business is it of yours? Well, it's our business because some things that have been summoned over at Oxford. Uh, one of the colleges at Oxford, the women's college, killed a few people. So we uh, were concerned about that. And we're here to try to ensure that that doesn't happen again. So can you give us your assurance that that won't happen again? I can give you no assurance. Right. What I can assure you of is that the daughters of Angraboda will make sure that the men of that campus pay for the things that they have done over the years to the women of this community. Ah, so this is about the patriarchy, the old Oxford professors, is that it? We are the defenders of the oppressed females of the species, yes. The domination of men over the so-called fair sex is coming to a close. Our coven, here is but one of many. We will tip the scales back in order, back to order in Ingraboda's name. You will see. Ingraboda, is that your, is that a, is that like a leader of a cult or is that like some demon thing? We are the followers of Ingraboda, yes. Is that like a goddess mother demon? Why is the Buddha angry? The Buddha is not angry. Ingraboda. Ingraboda, Ingraboda. Is she from England or does she hail from a different ancient nationality, culture, let's say? Mm. She predates mankind. Yeah, one of those elder beings, right? Mm, yes. Okay, 
So now, have you figured out how to bring her presence to this world? And that's what you interrupted. Ah, you were working on that. We were. Yes. So, um, all right. Well, thank you. You've been very helpful. Um, so just a second, please. Just hang out here for a second. Please don't go anywhere. We may have a couple more questions for you. Uh, hey, team. Uh, I think our cultist here has been very helpful. Is there anything else you think we should be asking that I'm missing here? Hmm. Well, she said there were other other covens. I want to know where they are. Yeah, I'll, just a second, just a second. Uh, hey, um, you whose name shall not be known, um, can you tell us if there are, where are these other covens that you, uh, how many covens are there, first of all? Countless. Countless, that's quite a few. Um, is there like, you know, in here in England, London is kind of like a capital. Is there like a capital of the covens? You know, like your home base, like the Vatican? <laughs> we do not work like the church. No, of course, but do you have, like, is there like the coven, you know, like the the special one, the, the one that's in charge? I'm certain there is. Ah, but you, do you know where, do you know which one that is or where it is? Can you help us with that? No, I cannot no. help you with that. Um, what, what are you at all this for? What's your, what do you, what are you, what can we help you? What are you interested in? Vengeance. Against, against? For my fellow women. That's a lot who have of, that's suffered lot of... at the heel of the of the men in this country for generations. Uh, so, what is our goal here? Is our goal to kill all the men? Mm, some. Enslave. The ones that are considered to be important enough by other men. I see. Okay. So, well, just a second, please. All right, folks, um, anything else you want to know? I'm doing pretty well here. I haven't even really had to struggle with this one. <clears throat> Sounds like um, they're after the, some kind of leaders, men in charge of government or whatever, maybe. Yeah, that's yeah. what it sounds like. Is there I, anything I, else? I want to yeah. know who. Yeah. I, want, I wonder if, if she might be more responsive to, to one of, oh. the, one of the, the female members of the group. Uh, that's probably a very sensitive of you. Uh, good point. I'm Thank working you. on that. I'm very persuasive, though. This is really fun to watch. I'd rather just watch Kurt. Let's 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 send one of our female leaders of the group over uh, and see if you can sort of wring a little more information yeah, out of her. Yeah. Good cop, bad cop, kind of thing. I think that's a good idea. Am I the bad cop or the good cop? I thought I, I was. Doing I think good. I was really trying not to intimidate. I mean, I think you're doing a great job. But yeah. I think she just might be inclined to think you're the bad cop just because of the whole. Really, as thing. as a spectator of this, I just wanted to know. It kind of sounds like you're getting ready to ask what the uh, evening dinner special is going to be. Well, I mean, you could always send the robot over. I mean, you know, I mean. I'm not there. Sorry. Oh, I'm, just I'm just spectating. <laughs> All right. So let's and uh, let's. See. Who wants to go over? We, should we try a little, little little female love over there? Yeah, sure. All right, go for it. Really? 
Really? Let me introduce you to my friend here. <laughs> you guys have a lot to in common, I think. All right, cultist. <laughs> we think we've seen some things at the at Oxford about how you summon Ingravoda. Is it, or is it the associates of Ingravoda? We are the followers of Angraboda. The spirit which has been summoned is not she. Cora. Yes. See, we know a few things already. How do you send them back once you've brought them here? They don't belong here anymore. Right? The spirits? Oh, that spirit belongs here. <laughs> I believe she has business to finish. So what is your power over her? Oh, I what have no power know? over her. The power was given to that poor little waif. Uh, but apparently she didn't know how to properly manage it. So you plan to just summon spirits and then let them run amok? Oh, is we didn't. Once again, we did not summon her. The girl did. Hey, Charlie, Charlie, ask uh, what the purpose of that spirit is. Because <coughs> she said there's work unfinished. Okay. Excellent question. <laughs> Give our cultist a moment. Yeah, the cultist. But when you when 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 she finishes cough, I mean, she must be. I mean, I know we just slaughtered all of her friends, but um, when when she, she she composes herself to find out what's what purpose that spirit has to has to accomplish here. Do you, you mean Cora? Yeah, Cora. Okay, I'm back. Sorry. <clears throat> <laughs> Went down the windpipe. <clears throat> okay, there was a question that you had. I'm sorry. <laughs> What is the dinner special? <laughs> <laughs> do you recommend the clams? Jelly <laughs> deal. What is Cora's business here? You say she has unfinished business. Uh, that's between her and whoever wronged her. What was your business in, in giving Tessa the secrets to unlock the, the gates and unleash all of these spirits? Good question. Well, <clears throat> I suppose by unleashing Miss Cora, we're able to take out a few more of those particular men of power. All right. Who are you really after? No one in particular. Oh, come on. You seem like you've got a pretty good idea of somebody in power. No, not really. Just uh, any of the men on that campus that seem to use their wiles uh, against the fairer sex. And so what do you need to accomplish this? What do we need? Yeah, we are caught your Vengeance, cause is right. Hatred. So what's stopping? 
Well, right now, you. Are you saying you were on the verge, just this moment, of completing your, your big mission? <laughs> and we stumbled on here? What a coincidence. Well, you certainly put a bit of a hitch in it, shall we say. But Cora will finish her work, and at least that will be done. I don't want to talk anymore. Do with me what you will. Oh, we will. Yeah. Thanks, Mother Mapple. <laughs> <laughs> Got you back, Charlie. <laughs> so it appears that there's a whole network of cults here, huh? Cult pods, cult covens all Sleeper over cells. Sleeper cells, yeah. And it's a pretty distributed leadership structure. And their goal is to take out, to bring really nasty things back from other dimensions and or from other times and uh, wreak havoc on the men in power. But specifically at Oxford, right? Uh, someone must have been wronged at Oxford and then is trying to get there. So what what do you think our role is? We're probably trying, supposed to try to stop this. First, first there's Cora. So we gotta like she's gonna try to achieve something bad. So we gotta go go after her. And then there's the cultist cults in general. There's the big picture, you know? So there's the tree, <clears throat> there's the forest, and we gotta address both of those simultaneously. Right. Well if every strong woman in history were brought back hmm. in spirit form to uh, take revenge. Joan yeah, of Arc. I don't think one. there's much we could do about that. It'd be a pretty <laughs> big, big problem. An awful lot of spirits, vengeful spirits. <clears throat> so what are? Go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, what are our next steps? Do you think? I was thinking maybe we should ask around on campus and see, you know, kids talk. They know who does what to who and with whom. So maybe we could go and see if there's any gossipy stories that might come of this, where someone might want to get revenge on someone else. Strange that, strange that Cora would kill the woman. She killed the woman, right? She killed the girl rather than the man. You did. <laughs> yeah. You think that if she was coming back on a female campus, she would get the guy that was, you know, involved in all the situation, not the girl. Or, or maybe um, it wasn't the girl directly, but maybe, maybe like her father or a grandfather, and and that was part of the revenge thing, was to kind of take out the whole family kind of thing. Hmm. Maybe Cora, having been summoned by Tessa, had to repay the debt and do Tessa's bidding. And um, once she's accomplished that, she's then free to seek her own revenge. <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. But surely the man who wronged her is long gone. So does right. he have ancestors or, or someone else that, or is it the, the 
is it the professoriate in general that Charlie, she's going to? Charlie, make a. Uh, uh, you need to roll for this. Uh, make it. Make us just make a straight smarts roll. So you got an eight, which is a success and a raise. And as you're kind of talking yourself through that and wondering if uh, if this guy that wronged her was still alive, you seem to recall uh, Fable, uh, Theodore Fable, the librarian, your contact here at Oxford, saying <laughs> something to that effect that he knew who this guy was uh, and he left uh, the university within about a decade or so after uh, the incident in question. Uh, he was never convicted of her death, but there was a lot of speculation still surrounding him. And he lost his wife and his child in the process. Uh, she divorced him and left. Uh, but other than that, that was all the information that you got from Fable. Uh, about this guy. So maybe we need to track him down? Really? <clears throat> maybe at least warn him that, you know, a vengeful ghost is after him? And see what happens from there? Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah. Let's go there. Let's go find, let's go find him and maybe we can... Should we, um, what do we do with the, the cultist here? We should lock her up. <clears throat> I'm sure where. Um, Here at the police station, maybe? Yeah, there's the constabulatory. <laughs> <laughs> and these other two uh, on screen are still alive, but they are unconscious. Yeah, we'll tie them up, too. Bring them all in. Take them. Is there anything else you guys want to do while you are here? I want to look around at the to see if there's any uh, um, trappings, magic, yeah, artifacts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we'll divide the area up. Each of us take an area, and we'll cover the whole area in in detail and and see if we find anything. Okay. Give me a uh, notice roll, everybody. All right, so Father Mapple and Charlie, it looks like, got the highest out of everyone. Um, and you guys kind of poke around a little bit around the ruins. You do see that there are a couple of uh, stairways that lead down uh, into uh, kind of an antechamber underneath this area. Uh, this whole area is completely run down and it's really just kind of ramshackle. You can tell that some of the cult uh, followers, uh, you know, do live here, uh, but it's pretty sparse. And you kind of get the feeling that maybe this is just somewhere where they just kind of camp out from time to time. It's not a permanent like residence for any of the individuals here, but just kind of a common meeting ground. And perhaps they may spend a day or two, maybe a week at the most, you know, in this area. Um, and there's some personal belongings here and there, but nothing of any uh, extreme value. But uh, Father Mapple, 
you kind of poke around just a little bit, uh, and I believe somebody at the magic shop had purchased a couple of bottles of uh, like a healing potion type thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I don't remember who that was, but somebody did. Bendigo? It might have been might Bendigo. Have been. Yeah. But you find uh, a couple of bottles of uh, the very same potion uh, sitting on a table uh, downstairs, and it's called Lewinberry Wine. Um, and there are uh, two bottles, full bottles, of this Lewinberry Wine downstairs. Okay. Um I'll grab those. Okay. <clears throat> Let me pull you up here and I'll drag those over to you. Alright, so you've got two two of those in your gear. And Christy. Kind of just searching around downstairs just a little bit. Um, you come to just a little small kind of end table. Uh, that has a little candle on it and there's uh, a couple of coins laying out that kind of catch your eye uh, there Uh, and they have a design on them uh, that has like a a single eye uh, with what looks like a couple of like almost like javelin like things kind of crossing this way uh, you don't have a cult, right? Nope. Okay. Um, you can roll a common knowledge uh, at a uh, minus... I've well traveled. Yeah. At a minus uh, two. Ooh. Uh, that's awful good. All right. Well, so you recognize this without, uh, without question. Uh, just in your time uh, as an investigator... Uh, in, what's the name of the, the little group that you were part of? I'm sorry, uh, under Sherlock Holmes? The Irregulars. Yeah, the Irregulars. Uh, as a member of the Irregulars, you, uh, uh, Irregulars, sorry, <laughs> you uh, are familiar with this particular coin. And it's something that uh, a lot of folks kind of in the underbelly uh, tend to trade in. And it's called a Morning Star coin. Um, Who trades uh, People that, you know, kind of eh, maybe are devil worshippers, <laughs> usually. Um, like a devil cryptocurrency. Yeah, yeah. And these Morningstar coins are said uh, to bestow luck uh, on the individual that, that holds them. Uh, and there are three of these coins. Uh, sitting there on the table and you kind of open the drawer uh, and you discover one other little item uh, I'm going to go ahead and pull that one over to you to you uh, and then we can disperse those uh, to others if you des- so desire but let me where are you at there you are there's one two and three uh, and then there's a necklace inside that little side table as well. Um, 
and this particular necklace uh, is it kind of has like a gear shape uh, to it um, and I don't want to really tell you what it does but there, there's something special uh, about that particular piece you might have to take that to someone to uh, to look at that you know maybe might have a little bit more knowledge of arcane um, items okay so I might put that on yeah you could certainly put it on and I'm taking the coins as well if you like I've got a pouch with the hagstone in it, mm-hmm. so um, at the risk of them imploding upon contact, <laughs> I'll, I'll store them in the same spot. Mm-hmm. They safely go into your bag, and uh, nothing is worse for wear. So where would you like to go now? <clears throat> uh, do we want to take these cultists to the constabulatory? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, let's take care of that. Where's uh where's uh where's our bot? Um eating. <laughs> we had him go to the constabulatory. Yeah, he he is actually I'm just, I'm just hanging out. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He accompanied that uh was it Tessa who went? Yes. Uh, he sure did. Oh, that's good. Let's let's pick Are him up learning? and not anything happened to him. Now, I don't have the constabulatory as a map, but I will bring you to another little map here so we can put everybody together. <clears throat> wow, this place just looks like the morgue back in headquarters. <laughs> hey, Haranabot, you got any anything happen with Tessa while we were gone? No, everything was fine here. Nothing to report at all. Nope. She has nope. been We're all good. Uh, sequestered, you know, into an interrogation room. Uh, and Hieronymus, you've been able to kind of at least observe uh, through through the window, you know, the the conversation. She really hasn't given up much more than what you guys already know uh, at this point. Uh, you know that she was chased by some of the men uh, who were sunbathing one afternoon. She ran into the Bat Meadow, uh, ran into the coven, befriended them. They taught her some of their spells and uh, she, you know, called forth this spirit and has now lost control. So, Haranabot, <laughs> what have you been doing while we were gone? Um, hmm. Actually, just watching and reading her language, reading her body language, seeing if I could figure out if there was something a little bit more than what we already know. Point? I don't... There is. But the one thing that I do have a question on is if she summoned this witch, maybe we can use her to, uh, or convince her to cancel that summary Un- essentially unsummon desummon desummon i like that desummon desummon good yep and that is that is one of the things that she did say to the group uh when 
last week or last time was that she feels like she's lost control uh, over her uh, that you know in order to send her back to where she came she expects the ghost to return uh, to the summoning circle uh, that she created well the last time she showed up uh, she did not return to that circle and the two men that follow or that uh, she met those were the two guys that have died already or two different people uh, two different people one female one male oh okay so I had asked the shopkeeper whose name escapes me at the moment if he mm. could decipher what the runes were and I think yes. when I go and ask him Clarence. Clarence. Mm -hmm. I think I should ask him to see if he's had time to decipher that. Maybe we can see if we can either summon the creature, the spirit, or break the spell somehow, maybe. Mm -hmm. Perhaps. Okay. <laughs> Do those of you that are still at the police department, uh, is there anything in particular that you guys want to do while you are there? That, uh, I, don't, I don't know. I don't, do we need I'm anything not, from the... Del, the you, you guys said that we're looking for a gentleman. Is that correct? Oh, yeah. um, maybe, maybe the constables may know who this gentleman is or where to find him. Yeah, let's go ask the constable about him. Um, and let, let's 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 see if we can get an appointment with the constable, shall we? Constable in. Mm -hmm. He is. Uh, it's uh, Detective Moore. Now let's go talk to Detective Moore. Yeah, we've talked to him before. Mm -hmm. Detective Moore, pleasure to see you. Mm. Yes, pleasure again. What can I do for you? We brought you a few cultists. Did you notice? Uh, some of the gentlemen told me yes. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, uh, they were involved in something pretty nasty. Uh, but uh, hopefully, you'll be able to get what you can from them. But we have a we believe we have reason to believe in uh, interviewing one of them already that uh, that the gentleman is in danger, and we're wondering if you might know anything about that situation. And who is this? Who is it? Yes, who's in danger? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> That's an excellent you? question. Who's on first? Line. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Uh, unstable. Mr. Yeah, you, you, you don't you don't know his name. We don't know. Uh, yeah. Oh, you don't, you, you do not know his name. That's why we don't remember it. Yeah, that's, that's right. Exactly yeah, that's why we don't remember it. <laughs> <laughs> um, it exactly. is the, as I just said. It was a test. <laughs> it is. It is the witch's magic. <laughs> <laughs> it's the father of. It's the father of somebody. Whose father is it? So Cora. You better know <laughs> Maybe we need to sure. the librarian instead. <laughs> I don't remember. Because he knows. Or his father? 
the no, guy. The, the, the I can't remember his name. The rugby player. Cora had <laughs> sexual relations with a professor on campus some 30, 30 right. 40 years ago. Uh, and that's the individual that the librarian said lost his job shortly after, you know, within, within a decade after the incident of Cora going, well, uh, being found dead in the river. And that's, uh, that's who we're referencing here, but we, we never did actually get that guy's name. So we need to talk to the librarian guy again. See if we can get some more details. Wait, so this yes. is a, this is the guy, but he's alive. The guy, so the core. Well, we don't you, you don't know for sure whether he's alive or not. You right. just know okay. that he he lost his job over the, over this and his and family. He lost his job over the sexual situation or over the dead Cora. Well, it, mostly over the sexual situation, uh, and he was suspected as the girl's killer, but it was never proven uh, that, that he was the actual culprit. Okay. So, yeah, let's go back to the library and figure out who that guy is. Well, we thank you for, uh, you know, we're a little fuzzy on things. I think it was the, it's, it, was the it was something to do with the witch. I, there was something happening in that coven that just, just it's been a rough night, yeah, so I'm sorry to take up your yeah. But but you yeah. believe that this coven is connected to the death of these two students, is that correct? Uh, we're pretty sure of that. But we don't exactly know. It seems that they're summoning things into this world. Let's just <clears> call <throat> it general evil that uh, that is resulting in these deaths. Now, whether it's supernatural or whether it's influencing behaviors, we're not sure but we still have more investigating to do. But this might just be the tip of the iceberg. There could be many more covens that are doing this sort of work all around England, maybe even beyond. Hmm. Well, we will do our best to question the survivors of this, uh, of this cult. Uh, and we'll send a team out to investigate the area as well uh, to see what else we might be able to come up with. You might want to send a little bit of extra security to Oxford, particularly that college, as well as it seems like they may be targeting males that are in power, which is pretty much all the males here in Oxford. But mm. anyway, um, so you may want to like just, you know, beef up your security a little bit. We'll spread the word. Thank you. You might want to suggest a curfew for the men in the community. Hmm. Keep them safe. Keep them off the streets. Make sure they're not flaunting their maleness. I'm not quite sure what that means, but all right. I'd say require the Oxford professors to wear clothes under those robes, at least underwear. I'm not sure how we'll check that, but (laughs) whatever you say. It's a good, good good good. Mike I think it's pretty easy (laughs) you know go straight at him just like like Nelson said okay so uh, Moira 
you yeah. want to check in with uh, Clarence, yes? Yes. Okay. I just want to see if he's learned anything. About <clears throat> it. Uh, it is, by the way, like very late. It's it's mid. <laughs> it's like after midnight at this point. Oh, should we all go get a drink instead? We haven't done that. This is about the time we all go get a drink. <laughs> is Clarence awake? Should I go check on him this late? Or should I wait till morning? Clarence seems a bit of a party animal. <laughs> that he might be out and about. Well, let's head to the pub by the university and see if, you know, our, our, our what is it, fox and hound or something like that, and see if anybody's... Uh, you know um, what the scene is there the eagle and the child yeah it's all the same <laughs> you made the name up <laughs> i'm the one that remembered it <laughs> i didn't make the name up that, that was a, it's an actual pub in uh, oxford oh, where, is it? Uh, yeah where jr tolkien and c.s lewis used oh. to go it was established in the 15th century oh, how about so that? definitely been around for 300 years or so sweet definitely need to go there and uh, Lewis Carroll, all three of them enjoyed that pub. All right, so anyway, so should we, uh, let's go to the pub. Let's go to the pub and um, see what's going on. See what the nightlife looks like. See if we can pick up any clues. Okay. Okay, okay team of investigators. Do it. All right, so you guys return to the pub um, and the crowd has certainly thinned. Uh, at this point, uh, there's a there's a few stragglers. Most of them uh, are actually a little bit older uh, than the college age uh, crowd that was here earlier. Um, these are kind of the town regulars, you know, that that uh, that come in after work hours and and help close the bar down. Uh, now, this particular bar. Uh, doesn't stay open too much later than, than where we are right now. It's like about 1230 at night uh, and they'll be closing up by probably two, two o'clock. So you've got at least a little while to have a drink or two. All right, so let's all go in and get a drink. Can I, uh, can I buy you all something? Pint? What would you all like? I'd like a whiskey. Okay, my pleasure. Rum for me, please. Rum? Dark or lighter? Uh, dark, please. Okay. Bot? Oh, sorry, bot. Um, Oil for me, please. And uh, 40 weight for the shiny gentleman. <laughs> Definitely not a robot. <laughs> Definitely not a bot. Yeah, and Charlie, what would you like? I have a pint. I'll go to the bar. Uh. And uh, Bendigo has been asked to oh, yeah. to wait outside uh, due to the incident earlier um, when the dog peed all over the floor. <laughs> and then he wrung it out on the guy's shoe. <laughs> right, mate. Completely understand. Not a problem. <laughs> 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 All right, so you're able to gather the drinks from the bartender and bring them back over to the table. Um, there's a smattering of other patrons here in the bar. Uh, as I said, a little bit of an older crowd, you know, in their uh, 30s to 40s um, at this point. 
Do we notice anything special, interesting, worthwhile, worth noting? I don't think it's necessarily worth noting as far as rolling an, an actual notice roll. Uh, just general bar patrons. <clears throat> Anybody want to talk about anything while we're all sitting at table drinking, or are we going to get out of here? Um, yeah, I, I wonder if there's anybody here that might be old enough to remember. I mean, because, I mean, that the whole Cora thing was probably a pretty big scandal. You know, it might, might be memorable to some people, right? Um, oh, I would think so. <clears throat> the bartender. The bartender's been here probably the longest, right? How old's this bartender? He's probably in his 50s. <sighs> yeah, there you go. That's long enough. Who wants to go talk to the bartender? I go ahead. Know. It really should not be me, so... No, definitely shouldn't be Um, Barkeep, uh, can I, can I have a, a minute of your time? I know you're busy. Yeah, not that busy this time of night. What's, what you got? Um, do you recall, oh, some 30 years ago at least, um, a young woman being killed and dumped in the river? Oh, yeah. The Cora something? Hmm. Yeah, I think that's right. Uh, Forrester. Some, some, Forrester. Some, something with a professor. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was a big stink for sure around that around that woman. Do you? You know, we we were just talking about that. Do you? Do you happen to remember the the professor's name that that was kind of at the center of all that? I want to say he was um, he was a literature professor, if I remember correctly. Um, you ever come into the pub? Oh yeah, yeah. I God, I haven't seen him in quite some time, but he has popped in from time to time over the years. Uh, he's got to be in his eighties now. Uh, Weston, that's his name. Weston, first name. I'm trying to remember what the kids would call him. How 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 Halston Halbig. Weston, that's it. Weston Halvig. Weston Halvig. Uh, did so if if he still comes into the pub on it, occasion, it, it, he, I would say it's probably here? been four or five years since I've seen him last. All right. Um, but yeah, I think he's still. As far as I know, he's still he's still alive. Yeah. Do you you remember anything else about that that time about that that incident or? Well, all I remember. What's the local? The local hubbub. Well, what I remember about that is there, there was a lot of speculation about whether or not um, he had had a particular relationship with this woman. Uh, and as the years progressed, as he was still um, a member of the faculty, uh, he often found himself at odds with uh, with administration over the women that. Uh, had recently been brought onto campus. About every four years or so, you know, rumors would start about him and another student. And so it was kind of a, a, a womanizer, sort of maybe mm. taking advantage of students. Yes, some, yes. Some might think. Yes. And finally, that was, that was I think, what bit him in the ass uh, and got him removed. Uh, now, as far as this Cora girl, there was always the speculation that he, you know, was some somehow behind her demise. 
but no one could ever prove it. Um, but, uh, you know, she was found in the river, uh, not, not too far from uh, the water meadow. Uh, and uh, just poor thing had probably been there for several weeks. Um, so as far as any evidence surrounding her, there was no way to really tell who it was that, that had tossed her in or whether she fell or jumped or, or what have you. Uh, but everyone, um, many folks around, suspected uh, this Halbig, uh, that, that he was <clears throat> probably behind it, but no one could ever put their finger on it. I see. Well, thank you very much. Do you, do you have any uh, any more limes? You have, you have a lime? Hmm. Certainly. Just, just for the rum, thank you. Scurvy, you know. Uh, but... Uh, Thank you. Yeah. Again, thank you, and uh, we'll, we'll we'll be back. Thanks for coming. Well, you got a name. You got a name. You write it now. And, and yeah, <laughs> uh, and a, a department or a college. So he was a literature professor. Weston Halbig. Well, I say we uh, go find this Weston Halbig tomorrow and pay him a visit. I would say that it, the chances of him being alive are pretty slim at this point. If there's anyone that's a good target for... Or maybe for he's hiding out. Yeah. yeah. From a ghost? Mm-hmm. Maybe. Well, let's see if we can find him tomorrow. But uh, this old man's got to get some sleep, so I'm not quite as, you know, I'm not a robot. <laughs> You can say that again. <laughs> so uh, why don't you, uh, Haranabot, stand guard for us tonight, and we'll uh, we'll we'll catch some Z's. Uh, where 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 are we sleeping? I forgot. Uh, the the Burlington House. That's right, the Burlington. So we, I think we can. Are you guys ready? Make our way back to the Burlington House. Yeah. And, uh, get some rest until morning. What do you think? Sounds good. good. All right. The Burlington House is uh, a two-story inn uh, that's located not too far from from uh, the Eagle and the Child. Uh, it's a very high-end uh, kind of suite uh, hotel, um, and Frank has, had already arranged the rooms for you all. He said that he would be in the bar. Uh, when you guys came back, but at this point, he has probably already turned in. Um, but the uh, the hotel itself uh, is decked out in beautiful red carpets and uh, and cherry uh, wood furniture and uh, uh, paneling along the walls. Um, very beautifully decorated uh, oriental rugs in each of the rooms and. Uh, each of the, the beds are uh, covered in the finest linens. Uh, so it's a really nice, really nice place, you know, to sleep. Um, so you guys uh, kind of retire to your individual rooms. I'm going to bring you over. Yeah, I think we can all see our own rooms. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Cool. That's right. Oh, cool. Um, Anybody else have a purple bed? Mine's more maroon, yeah. 
so mainly you guys are just wanting to kind of catch some shut eye so you can kind of start fresh in the morning, correct? Yes. Okay. We have um, adjoining rooms. Uh, they are not adjoining, but you guys are on uh, the same level. I have two doors. That's why I was wondering. Uh, the one door leads out to the, the main hallway, and then each of you, uh, I think with the exception of Bendigo Jack, who again has been told that he can't have the dog <laughs> inside, uh, and he has opted to uh, to sleep out under the stars with Blakey. Uh, he didn't. He doesn't want to leave the dog out by himself, so he's going to sleep out under the stars tonight. Um, everybody else, I think, has a balcony uh, off to the side uh, of their room. Uh, so, but um, as you guys are are getting ready to lay down uh, your head for the night. Um, I'm going to go to Moira uh, first. Um, it's been a really long day, <laughs> for sure, especially after the battle. Uh, slumber comes to you pretty easily. Uh, and you're welcomed to your dreams by the comfort of your estate near Moray Firth. Uh, and in this dream, you are 12 years old and reliving a scene where you were out picking flowers in the field behind the house. It's a beautiful sunny day as you are creating a floral necklace to show off to your uncles. And as it happens, you see Uncle Mac off in the distance heading up to the old tree on the hill, a place of comfort for him. He walks up to the tree and he stands there and just completely still. And just stares at the tree. Who's staring at the tree? Uh, mm -hmm. Her uncle Mac. Mac. Okay. And I'm 12 years old. I'm gonna run after him. Okay. Uncle Mac, oh. look what I made. When His dreams don't make sense. So. When you approach him, uh, you kind of tug. He he doesn't pay attention to you right off the bat. You maybe tug his little uh, coat just a little bit and uh, you see as he turns to you a tear in his eye uh, as he continues to stare at the trees shifting quietly in the summer breeze. <laughs> and he says to you, oh, my dear child, Hassani. Hassani is gone. I don't know what to do. And he continues to look past the tree like there's something off in the distance. And when you look at where his gaze is alighting, there's nothing to see, but a cloud passes over the sun, bringing a slight chill to the air. You look back at Uncle Mac, and he is gone, disappeared. And you are no longer 12 years old. You are the age that you are now when you feel a hand on your shoulder. And behind you is the figure of Hassani, but not the way that you remember him. His flesh is withered and gaunt, weeping a greenish-yellow pus from open wounds. He opens his mouth as if to speak, 
and a swarm of locusts spew forth from his mouth, and you are shaken awake. Horrible. Okay. Hieronymus. <laughs> yes. Uh, you have powered down for the evening, and your mind drifts, thinking about the <clears throat> events of the investigation and ruminating on the day where you and your brother confronted one another on the cliffs above the northern shores. Your dreams take you back to that moment. And as you have so many nights before, you relive every second in explicit detail. The argument reaches the ine inevitable crescendo as you bring your suspicions of your brother's involvement of your parents' death to light. The fight ensues as it always does, but this time when the blade is plunged into your face, you, for the first time in years, are startled awake. And standing over you in this room is a figure with a knife plunged into your eye socket as he tries to remove the red ruby that lies within. Well, that's a howdy-do of awakening. Um, well, I guess I'm going to have to throw this guy off of me to the side then. Now, uh, Moira? Yes? Um, give me one second here. Let me just do a couple of little th uh, maintenance things here. Okay. <clears throat> um, I'm going to have you roll a notice, please. All right. You hear a slight bit of commotion coming from the wall uh, to uh, just right behind you. Okay. I'm going to go check it out. Okay. But I'm going to get one of my knives out. One of my okay. spider bite daggers. Give go down the hallway. Give another little second here. and get all these guys. All of you guys. Okay. Well, here's a good thing. is uh, Hieronymus got a uh, jack. Uh, so that gave everybody a benny. Yay! All right, so as it happens, Hieronymus actually does get to go first. Oh, okay. All right, so you've got this guy right over top of you. He's got a knife jammed right in that little socket right behind your eye and is just working to try to pop that thing out of there. Okay. Um, I immediately... I'm going to turn my... I think it's now called Magic Ward, uh, Magic Ward, but that's not it. What do you want to do? I'm going to turn on my field. Oh, okay. All right. But I think it's on my character sheet as Magic Ward. Mm, it's going to be Damage Field. Yeah, uh, if you it. go to the Powers tab. Powers. Oh, there it is. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. So I'm going to use my... And you'll you'll roll um, your weird science. Oh. Eleven. Okay. All right. So that's a success uh, with 
arrays. And now I researched this a little bit more and that uh, is that barrier is like it encompasses all of the spaces that you are next to. So it's not a huge uh, barrier like oh, okay. we were treating it uh, before. So anybody okay. that is directly adjacent to you would be in, within that field. So if you moved up to the end of the bed, it would catch all three of those guys. Yeah. yeah. Right there. Okay. Okay. Right now I'm just concerned about the guy digging MI. Sure, sure. So, all right. So I wrote damage then. Yes. Uh, and if you can select all three of those guys, hopefully it should uh, damage all three of them. We haven't tried a, a multiple attack there, but we mm -hmm. shall see. It's, let's see. So, six. It didn't work. Okay. So. I selected all three. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, it's, it's a little clunky. Oh, okay. So his toughness is six, and you rolled a six. Yeah. Uh, so you've you've met that. So that is going to be a potential stun. I, what does that do again? I kind of forgot. Uh, it creates an aura at the end of the let's see adjacent bit automatically. It just takes two d four damage. Uh, okay. The damage field causes oh, the damage field plus two. It's damage plus two. The damage field oh, I don't have a mod, that modifier, so I it just says automatically takes two d four damage. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, so that is gonna basically make all these guys shaken uh, at this point. So we're gonna just mark that. All right, so all three of them are shaken. So that was a pretty good uh, first little move there for you. Yeah. Um, okay, so we're going to roll for this guy to see if he can go unshaken. Yep. He shook that off. Who's this guy? The guy that's digging at me or the, the guy, guy that was that's... digging at you? Yep. Oh, dude. Okay. All right. That other one succeeded. Oh boy. <laughs> well, <laughs> that was good for about a second. They all three uh, bumped out of that. Um, and then now we're going to go to Lady Moira. And that's their actions, right? That is their action, yeah. Okay. Going out the hallway. Well, they, they, they can still act. Um, so that that's a free action. To go unshaken is a free oh, action. Okay. Okay. Okay, so Dana, you're going out? Yep. Okay, which way? Um, I heard it behind me. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Yep. Well, which way's the hallway? Uh, the door. One the balcony, and one's the hallway. This one, this one here is the balcony. This one's the hallway. Okay. I'm gonna. Um. Hmm. I didn't think about going out in the balcony. I'll go out in the hallway. <clears throat> okay. So there we go. Oh, sorry. I mean, not sorry. <laughs> I'm going to go out that way. Yeah. And you can get, uh, just click on the door and it'll open. Oh. There you go. Oh.
Oh, okay. And then you can go out into the hallway and then click this yeah, door right up here. Which, uh, Haranas, did you lock the door? I I have not clicked on the door, no. No, no. Did did you lock the door when you went to bed? <laughs> uh, oh, uh, probably not, no. Okay. All right. So you should be able to go right in. <laughs> so you can open that door. It, it, it's oh, not yeah. that they're going to listen you know. first. Okay. going to listen first. I mean, obviously, I heard a ruckus, but I want to hear if You does. heard the, uh, as you're approaching that door, you hear the distinctive sound of Hieronymus's uh, shield going up. So you hear an electric crackle uh, that that is crackling behind the door. Do I, as a teammate, do I know that it's wise to stay away from that, or am I okay? You definitely don't want to be right next to him. Okay. All right. So you're saying I shouldn't go in there? That's that's completely up to you. (laughs) It all depends on where I am in the room. Okay. You know what I'm gonna do? I'm gonna bang on the door really loud and yell, "Heronimus! Heronimus!" Just to just. change the dynamics, maybe. That's what I'm good. And you hear, and you hear on the other side, get these bloody guys off of me! Charlie, uh, Henry, and Father Mapple roll um, notice. Henry's going to have to take a negative two on all his movements because he's wearing a night dress. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Henry, Charlie, and Father Mapple, all three of you guys, uh, are able to hear uh, and kind of be startled awake by this ruckus that's going on somewhere down the hallway uh, from where you are. I have a nightcap on, too. Oh, excellent. <laughs> That's great. I never fell asleep. Yeah, so you guys all hear that. So uh, going in order, we would move to Charlie uh, next. Is there anything that I can see from the balcony where I've been sitting um, with, with my insomnia? You know, unfortunately, there's like a little, uh, there's a barrier between your balcony and the balcony next door which would have been Moira's okay mm-hmm. uh, so as far as visibility goes you would have to probably climb out onto the um, roof of the uh, area below you to jump over uh, to, to see around there it, is the, the commotion in that direction because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm able to do that I mean I could Mm-hmm. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Pushed me down, and I've done some cat burgling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You could you could head over in that direction. One, two, three, four, and that would actually probably put you onto Hieronymus's balcony to his door. I um, I'm colliding with a wall if I do that. I can I can help you. All I, if I just need to know whether or not you want to go that way or not. Yes. Okay, so roll athletics for me. Do a little parkour. Parkour! Uh. <laughs> My favorite. All right, yeah. That's a success and a raise then for you. 
and that brings you right over to here to this door uh and again uh you hear the crackle of that energy behind the door uh and hieronymus saying get these guys off of me from inside now you have one more space at your regular pace that you can move uh, and that would put you in the room if you so desire yeah i'll do okay all right, so you've opened and you're right there and you walk right into uh, the assassin that was at his bed. Uh, so you do have an action uh, that you can still take at this point. Pardon me. <laughs> and now that you get a good look at these, this guy, uh, he is dressed in head, head to toe in this kind of leathery type armor uh, with a full face mask, goggles and hood. Uh, does he have big hands? He, yes, they all have big hands. Huge. <laughs> and just so you know, Father Mapple, you're on deck, followed by Henry. Okay. Trying to decide whether uh, I think I think pretty quickly I can deploy one of the knives that are in my arm um, to just use as a shiv. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty much what I can, what I'm gonna do. I think okay. I could tell this is not a not a good guy. Mm-hmm. All right. So uh, roll your mechanical arm. Let's see, five. And anytime you're gonna attack somebody, don't forget to always tag them the person that you're wanting to target first uh but that's okay that's okay i can figure it out here uh so that he's got a parry of seven so unfortunately that did not hit yeah i was just about to say i could target him when i do a benny because i i don't think a five is good enough Mm -hmm. yeah so if you want to spend a benny go ahead and spend your benny and then uh target him and then roll that again okay Gosh, it has been months since we did this. Where are the bennies? <laughs> uh, down along the left-hand side uh, where it says players. If you click yep. on the number that is beside there, it should spin one for you. All right. Thanks. Under traits. Where am I? Okay. Mechanical arm fighting. Oh, there you go. All right. So you got to raise on that one. So we're going to roll damage. I'm rolling that for you. Thank you. <laughs> uh, three wounds and shaken. Holy crap. That's pretty damn impressive. Load him again. <laughs> that penny was worth it. Yeah. I mean, I was just trying to disable him, so it was like quick jabs to the lung. <laughs> 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 Yeah, so you got him right between the shoulder blades back in the back, uh, and uh, he he's hurt bad. Uh, Father Mapple. Um, well, having having heard all that, I will um, I'll grab my harpoon and head out to the hallway. Mm-hmm. Um, which door is that? Uh, for you. That is the door. If you're looking at the screen, the door on the left. Gotcha. Okay, so. Okay, so I think I've moved as far as I can move. Mm-hmm. And actually, based on that, if we're 
thinking diagonals that could actually oh. take you to about right there. Oh, okay, perfect. Uh, and then you see all the way down the hallway. I don't know if you can see it or not. Ooh, boy, she's just out of range. <laughs> um, but you can hear down the hallway in this area right in here, mm -hmm. uh, Moira banging on the door. Uh, so you know that something's going on down that way. Now, you can roll uh, to run in that direction if you like. Okay, um, I'll do that. Do I click the, the, the six mm -hmm. next to my pace? Mm -hmm, correct. Okay. <laughs> <Beep>. <laughs> there we go. All right, so you get a little further. All right, Henry. Yes, well, I'm going to get out in my nightgown, mm -hmm. uh, my night robe, my night, what do you call it? Night, night shirt. Night, night shirt. shirt. My nightcap and grab my my cane, and you can see now the leg. You, you, one leg's pretty scrawny on one side, and the other leg, you know, a little mechanical. And I'm gonna come out of my room and head towards the noise. Where, where am I going? I can't see anything. To the west. Uh, right. yeah, yeah. We're gonna how head far, this how way. Far can I travel? I can go five. Five. Mm -hmm. And you can travel through his space unencumbered. So, do I see something? Yeah, you see Is Lady that... Moira uh, there at the end of the hallway. So I can't do anything. And, she, and she's banging on the door. Now you can. Moira, what's going on? Why, why, why are you banging on the door? Why are you waking everybody up? Something's happening to Veronimus. We gotta get in there. Are you sure? Sometimes it's just he ha he makes you <laughs> it's recharging at night. Oh. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that. Yeah. As he bangs That's around. I'm knocking before I'm busting down the door. Yeah, I don't know what he's doing in there. It's not, right. it's not like I'm fully clothed or not. I mean, really, it's not going to matter. I'll follow him being a robot. There's a bald guy walking around me. Well, if you notice, no. Frank uh, <laughs> just came out of his room and he's like, what's all the hubbub? Who's Frank? He's your driver. <laughs> oh, hi, Frank. <laughs> It's it's only been a day, Kurt. Come on. <laughs> You've already forgotten your driver. Uh, what the hell are you? I maybe have had some problems in my old age memory. It could be an issue with me, folks. Keep an eye on me. Uh, Frank, nice to see you. We don't need to go anywhere. You can go back to bed. All right. Uh, Hieronymus, we're rolling back around to you. Uh, okay. So I see Charlie bust in and stab it. Do, do I have a dagger in my eye, or he was just using it? To he was pry. using it to try to pry it open. No, okay. Uh, okay. Yeah, you you didn't take any damage from that. He was just in the process of working at it. But I still have those two guys in front of me. You do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So at this point, I'm on my feet and I'm gonna power down my field. Okay. And draw both weapons and shoot both of them. Okay. Early point blank. Make sure and select both of them. Okay. Target. And oh. Target. Okay. Charlie just moved for some reason. There we go. Sorry. <laughs> no, don't move where I'm shooting, man. <laughs> so I got those guys. Gonna pull out my two bullet hands and shoot. And I have two gun kid as a 
edge. So that gives me two, I can fire twice. Or I can fire once each hand. So 2d6 damage, roll. No, and... don't roll, don't roll damage. Oh, oh I'm sorry. That's yeah, right, you, I'm, you, I'm rolling shoot. actually roll to shoot. Okay. So that didn't take anything so, off those guys, though, right? Uh, right, no, it did not. Okay. okay. So click your Teleforce Enhanced Pistols first. Yep, yep. I did that. Okay. You got an eight, uh, so that is a hit. You know what? I think it may be because you're targeting both of them. Okay. So do you just want me to do shooting first? Yeah, it, um, it, let's untarget the one one of the two of them. There okay. you go. Target the well, one guy, and then do the okay. teleforce enhanced pistols. Uh, not the damage, but the just the actual attack. Right. Oh, I'm gonna spend a binny on that guy. Well, hold on. I don't think you're doing something right because that's okay. that's. Let me try something. I'm gonna see if this actually works here. Really cool. well, that's weird. Ah, aha. Hold on. I think I have a different dialog box that popped up. Okay. So I'm doing shooting. Shooting, right? pl shooting plus one. Plus one. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There we go. There's How's that? Go. Yeah, that's it. So you got a raise on him. Yep. You're going to click roll damage. Uh, and that's a wound plus shaken. I'm going to apply that damage to him. And that one's done. So. You hit the one. Do the same okay. thing now to the second one. And select the one that I hit. Uh, unselect the one you hit, right? Okay. All right. Mm -hmm. I kept clicking on the words and not the symbol. The That's symbol, why I, yeah. You couldn't get the gun to pop up. And I'm going to spin the Benny. Okay. To reroll that guy. Where's my bennies? That first guy, you shot him, and he fell backwards into the fireplace, and he is now on fire. Oh, sweet. Okay, so, Benny. There you go. Where's my Benny? And I'm going to shoot again. Come on, big money. There goes our room deposit. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a six. Oh, wait, you got a critical failure can't re-roll that one. Oh, because it was two ones, wasn't it? Mm -hmm. Oh, dang. Yep. I I so, you, you've hit the one guy, he falls backwards into the fireplace and is on fire. Shoot towards the other guy, that thing jams and backfires on you. And blows oh. the gun out of your hand. Okay. Alright. And now, oh, Frank. Frank gets to go. Uh, Frank is going to move forward into this space right here uh, and is going to hold his position until Moira uh, opens the door and goes into the room. Am I next? And uh, actually we've got okay. Assassin. That's that one. Uh, so he, I think, is shaken, so we're going to try to unshaken him. The one on fire? Yep. All right. So he's unshaken. I think they're like the best <laughs> rollers ever. And 
he's going to put himself out. <laughs> That's going to be his action at this point. <laughs> uh, and then this other assassin right here, I think, is next. No, nope, you got a, you got Moira. Yeah. Okay. No, Moira. Yeah, Moira's next. Okay. Opening the door. All right. Got my knives out. Okay. Go ahead and click it. Quickly go in. All right. So you see that there are two uh, assassins flanking the window. One is frantically trying to put out the fire uh, that is trying to consume him right now. Okay. And what would you like to do? I guess I'll first put out the fire. Okay. Put you're gonna put out the fire? Yeah, he's gonna catch the building on fire. Hmm. Well he's doing a pretty good job of putting it out himself. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> Alright. I'm gonna go after this guy then here. Did I click on him properly? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep, you got him. Okay. Oh, you know what I'm going to do instead? What? I'm going to catch that guy on fire. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I can control the flames. So I'm going to be like... Yep, you could do that. that. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I targeted him. I think I need to open my thing first. Hold on. <clears throat> now, did I properly target him? He is targeted. Oh. Um, spell casting. Oh. All right, that's a success. Is it? Okay, good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and now you have to actually roll the damage, though. Okay. Why don't you jump on that? And that's, uh, you didn't get a raise, so just roll straight damage. Do you see under elemental manipulation on your powers? There are three different tabs, spellcasting damage and damage with raise. Yeah, just regular damage. All right, so that's an 11. Man, I wish I would actually record that. For some reason on the powers, it will not record it on the, the other character sheets. That's frustrating kind of defeats the purpose of all of this. So his uh, toughness is six. You rolled an 11. So that's a success and a raise then on that. So that's two wounds for that guy. And shaken. All right. Okay, so you got him. And we're going to go to my next little assassin here, who is going to target you. And we are going to take a shot at Hieronymus. Oh, and it's a hit. Andy, you get hit by a sniper. rifle coming front through that window that you're directly standing in front of uh it hits you dead in the chest uh and sends you back up against the back wall so you are now shaken and have taken a wound well that's it 
Um, and then we have this assassin who's going to try to go unshaken. Oh man, they, they are really good at getting unshaken. Uh, holy crap! <laughs> Rolled a 17. And then we have Charlie. These guys have like adrenaline shots and they're like. <laughs> so which assassin? I'm, I'm, I feel like I'm seeing two assassins in the room. There are three assassins in the room, yes. Oh, one is in the fireplace. One is in the fireplace, yep. Who was on fire, who is no longer on fire, and was shot point blank. All right. I'm going to grab the chair that's in front of me and mm -hmm. um, whack the the one who was formerly on the assassin formerly engulfed in place. Okay. okay, sure. That's fine. You can do that. Make a uh, fighting feat with that. Uh, and actually, let's do that under your mechanical arm again. Make sure and uh, select the assassin. <laughs> I think you got the other assassin targeted. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Hold on a there you go. And then you're gonna roll once again under. Oh, you you're doing it. Okay. Mechanical arm. Okay, so that's a hit. We're gonna roll damage on him, and he is now shaken. Okay. So it didn't cause another wound, but uh, he is now shaken again. Okay. Father Mapple and then Henry. Um, <clears throat> I will continue to move toward the door and I'll, I'll run to try to get there and try to get into the room. Okay. Frank will take one little step out of the way there for you. <laughs> my extra paces there. Mm -hmm. So let's see. Two, three, five, six. Is this assassin that is closest to me there, is he he's not the one on fire, is he? Uh not the one that's closest to you, no. Alright. Um as as I enter I kind of just assess what's going on in the room there and then go to uh, stick that guy with my harpoon. Okay. Uh, target that guy. And then that's just a, a fighting roll, right? Um, yeah, you can, I think, use your under gear, uh, mm -hmm. click on the actual harpoon, the picture of the harpoon, ah, and then it should pull that go. up for you. And then I get a plus one for um, what is it trademark weapon ah yep so you, you hit a plus one there i think yeah. let's put it in the mod section mm -hmm. right yep okay then... oh holy jesus I think I got him. Yeah. <laughs> wow. That's a, that's maybe our highest roll yet. What are you doing that one? 
<laughs> Wound and shaken. He brushes it off. <laughs> it's, like, uh, it's just a flesh wound. <laughs> three and three. All right, he is out. There we go. He's gone. And actually, this guy is gone over here, too. All right, so you've taken two assassins out in the room at this point. Uh, the one that was on fire is uh, is still up at this point, and you know there's one outside somewhere as well. Um, Father Mapple. Well, I'm, I'm, a little I'm sorry, late uh, to the party. Uh, Henry. I'm a little late to the party, but I'm walking with my cane and powering it up, getting ready with the, with the, uh, what do you call that, the um, smite. Mm-hmm. To- getting it ready to take aim as I whip around the corner. Well, mm-hmm. kind of not really whip around the corner. Limp around the corner. <laughs> around the corner. And, uh, and quickly see the assassin and pow, pop one off at him. Get the one over by the fireplace. Uh, the one in the middle of the room. Yeah, the one over, I think, uh, I don't know. Can I see? I've got, yeah, the one by the fireplace. I kind of, I can see. Mm-hmm. I've got, uh, I've got a li- I can see his arm or maybe one more. Okay, so you ready for that? All right, so you're going to target him first. Yeah. I don't think you had him targeted. What is target? What do you mean target? What are you talking about? Okay, up in the corner up there, there's the little target symbol up in this general area. I may not be in the same spot on your screen. Yeah, I'm supposed to do that first. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's it's next to the little dude, like the little portrait. Little no. portrait, and then there's a, a square, and uh, then a target. Uh, you click that, then you click the there guy. There you go. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's how you do it. And then you go to your character sheet. Mm-hmm. Let's try it again. Plus two, right? Roll. Oh, not quite as good. Got a ten. That mm, still didn't work. <laughs> what if do you, you, what? you have to go to your character sheet first, and then Maybe. target. What 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 did you what did you click on, Henry? A target, and then I clicked on him. Well, yes, really... but on your on your character sheet, what did you click on? Shoot, shooting. Okay, go to cane, uh, flintlock pistol, and click on the actual cane itself. Let me target. Target. Cane, flintlock pistol. Here we go. Uh. Now, now click on that. Yeah. And now plus two. Do I do raise damage? How, how do I know what the raise damage is? Oh, uh, uh, you're just going to click shooting. Yeah. There you go. Now that works oh. that time. Okay. So you got to raise. Now uh, I click on him again. Do I just no, go to uh, my... I can click the damage from, uh, from this screen. Give me a plus two. Give me a plus two on it. Oh, plus two? Yeah. All right. Well, you got three wounds and shaking, so he's dead. <laughs> and and my friend from down under wasn't here to see it, you know. <laughs> Where is he? Is he sleeping? Uh, he's he's out in the uh, uh, shed, out back with the dog. Bendigo, Jesus, <laughs> gotta get your lessons. All right. All right. So now we're gonna re-roll initiative here. And he's dead. So Henry actually comes right back to you. Yeah, all I have to, I just pop one off. 
And now we're gonna step in the room so we can see what's going on in this little little place. Hey, it's targeting me. Hey, dude, move. To take right. it off target. Off target. Mm -hmm. Oh, and click on one. Oh, there we go. All right. He goes in the room. Is there someone else in here? Um, as far as enemies inside here, no. But you see okay. that. Uh, give me a notice roll. Two. Oh, notice. All right. Not my strong suit, as we all know. I, I think I'd be happy to be shouting, Sniper, watch your windows. <laughs> yeah, because I rolled a two. Okay. You did hear Sniper watch your windows as you stepped in front of the window. Do <laughs> <laughs> I have a chance to shoot him or no? Uh, <laughs> you, you rolled a two on your notice. Uh, so you're probably not going to be able to see him. Now I'm in and, front of the goddamn window. And he's not where you actually see him outside there. He's he's much further away. All right. All right. Well, I've got the gun pointed. I'm looking for him. Looking yeah. for him. I got my cane pointed. Um, Moira. I'm going to go check on Hieronymus just to make sure. Obviously. Right. He's, he's shaken. Uh, and has taken some damage to his his chest area, uh, but he's he's still up and moving. And the sniper now is going to uh, take a bead on Henry. Uh oh! Uh, I don't have my I don't have my uh, leather jacket on either. With with that in mind, give me another notice roll. Not my strong suit. This could be the end of Henry. Get ready to roll up that other character. <laughs> Two. Oh, geez. Yeah, you don't see him. <laughs> All right. Well, here it comes. Yep. <laughs> Does he take a full turn to take aim? Mm -hmm. Does the sniper take a, a full turn to take aim? He could, uh, just just to get a bonus on his uh, his action, but he's he's not taking the bonus. He's just firing because somebody's in the window. So I think my carry's a five. Is that armor? All right, so he hit. And you're shaking. All right, so he clips your shoulder uh, and just kind of whips you back just a little bit. Um, fortunately, kind of just back and out of the way just a little bit so you're uh, out of his range. So it wasn't a good solid hit. My favorite nightshirt. Marie Lady Moira, Father Mapple. Char um, Charlie's on deck. I go to um, Hieronymus and just try to, you know, because he's, since he's still kind of Seem I perceive that he's still kind of in the line of fire there. I still mm -hmm. I try to kind of pull him out of the range of the window, mm -hmm. um, or or I guess maybe where I am push him, you know, kind of over um, to the left there. All right. What do you want to do? Push or pull? Push. Push. Okay. Um, give me an athletics roll. You can move him out of the way. Yeah, just just that one Oops. one square over on top of the dead assassin, I guess. Okay. 
Uh, Charlie. I'm going to reach up to the window and draw the blind. Okay. Close the shutters or mm -hmm. whatever window covering it is. Mm -hmm. And that that's going to be your action? Yes. Okay. Using your noggin. That's good. Hieronymus. Uh, well, I had a plan, and then it. Uh, um, <laughs> now you have to push away in the way. It's exactly what. Well, shit. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna like. Can I? It, it looks like I can possibly jump that distance. So I thought, well, I'll just crash through the window. Well, and he's he's much further away than what it shows. I just oh, didn't okay. have enough map to to put him that oh, far oh, away. Oh, okay, okay. Well, good thing I didn't do my action then. So, yeah, because now I'm jumping. <laughs> now I'm, <up. laughs> I'm gonna get you. Uh, I'm just in the rearview mirror, or further than they appear. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Um, I so all the other assassins in the room are dead, and we still have that sniper that's out there. So, mm -hmm. hmm. Um, I didn't. You know, and now is Maple where I was? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So I'm just going to grab Maple and pull him out of that line of fire. Okay. So we're, we're now both. I can't, can't click on anybody. Every time I click on something, <laughs> it, yeah. that's how you There you go. Are you both pushing and pulling each other? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get, get on, no, I'm moving Stop you it. out of the way. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm moving you out, out of the way. <laughs> so no, I'm just gonna pull. I'm gonna pull Maple off the bed out of, out of that line of fire. All right. Well, things quiet down here in the room for for a moment. Once that blind gets shut, uh, and there's this just the silence and the crackling of the fire uh, for a few moments. Uh, and if anyone is brave enough to kind of peek through the uh, through the blind, you don't see any sign of that sniper. Uh, he must have just disappeared into the night, realizing that at this point he was probably hopelessly outnumbered with 15 people in that <laughs> tiny little room. <laughs> um, so now you have a huge mess <laughs> to clean up here in this room uh, for what were you going to say, I, well, I was going to say, first I'd like to search just search the assassins, mm -hmm. see if they have any identifying marks, see if they driver's have any license. yeah, see if they have their driver's license on them Dog their, ca their, car their carriage license see if they have their paper So do I need to do? Do I need to roll notice for that? Uh, yeah. Or is that just a since they're knocked out? That's just a preliminary. I'm Are you look through your pockets? Do we need to like, you know, get some pliers or something and fix you? <laughs> yeah, he 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 needs he needs a little fixing. I, I need a little body repair, but mm -hmm. I'm conscious and I'm still able to move. I think Charlie can help you. Mm -hmm. Yep. Yep. Fix you up when things settle down. Old Tanya. Okay, so I'll roll a notice. Is that good enough? Yeah. Uh -huh. 
you uh, kind of take some of the leather uh, off of one of these guys and kind of start poking around a little bit. As far as like distinguishing marks and so forth, I mean, there's really nothing that, that really shows who this guy is. Um, the weapons don't tell us anything. Uh, the weapons are a little bit high tech. Um, let me pull up one here. Uh, each of these guys have knives, which one of them was trying to jam into your face. Uh, and uh, it's commonly known on the street as a vibro blade. Um, and uh, one of them in the room also had something that looks like a, a sword but it's like segmented. Um, See, these guys had vibrators? <laughs> uh, vibro blades. Oh. Spoils of war, eh? Spoils of war, indeed. <laughs> <laughs> uh, three of them have the vibro blades, and one has uh, the uh, chain sword. So, from that, though, I mean, it's nothing like we've ever seen. Mm-mm. Other what's than the, the... What's the chain sword? It just is, literally looks like a chain it's, saw. Like a, it's a large seen, dagger with points on it. Have you seen Brotherhood of the Wolf, by chance? Yeah. Okay. You know the thing that that guy used that, like, expanded uh, into this, like, whirling blade type thing? Yeah, yeah, and yeah. And then yeah. he could pull it pull and it back. became a sword? Yeah. That's basically what that is. Mm, I gotcha. Okay. I don't know how you held yourself back on the vibro blades, Andy. What's wrong with you tonight? You feeling okay? Yes, no, I'm yeah, fine. Yeah, I was I, waiting for that. I, I was... It like, didn't happen. Right there. I was I, like giving... I gave space for you for it. I nope, was like, nope. I was like, okay, if you're not going to pick it up. I, I, I was trying to be good, trying not to you know, start laughing, and then, <laughs> then it'd be all over. So, uh, all right. I would definitely want to take that and i look at charlie and i say hey could you work with me to electrify this thing the uh, chain sword yes okay yeah i can do that no i can do it i can give that a try you have some ideas about how to do that well we could just test we can just uh tap into the tesla coil that powers me and we can take this guy and divert some of that energy through this sword. Mm-hmm. And then that way, whenever I extend it, it uh, can be both a Tesla powered, you know, a, a coiled powered sword as well as a. Um, I'm trying to figure out the, the term of that when it's all broken apart. Hmm. All right, I transferred that sword over to you. That's going to be something okay. that you guys are going to have to work out, though. Uh, and it'll probably take a little bit of time to do. Uh, you'll probably have to buy some equipment, you know, in order to do that. But, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm going to uh, pick up a vibroblade. Okay. For future use. Oh, man. I don't know if you can handle that or not. <laughs> Whatever you're into. My assistant well- likes 
Hieronymus, if you if you need that immediately, I've got the MacGyver edge that I could try to hack something together for you on the spot. Well, first but I we... need to be first I need to be repaired. Yeah. So can you help it? Can you help repair me? I'll work on that. So, really quick, Chris. Yep. Um, when they're digging at that stone. Yeah. Does that trigger that stone to do anything, or is well, they didn't it get just down, sitting there? They didn't get down to it. Oh, okay. Uh, so they, so it's they like were a trying plastic, to get at it. There, yeah. There's a there's a shield on top of it, and then the stones underneath. Okay. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, in the back of my mind, I'm still thinking that that has that stone has more to play and has more ability than what I currently think I have. Mm-hmm. That's kept me alive, but you just keep on thinking that. That in italics. <laughs> that's in. That's going to be in italics. Yes. Everybody gets one. <laughs> so, since it's eleven, we'll uh, we'll kind of call that uh, for tonight and kind of pick up uh, there uh, at our next little meeting, shall we? I'm going to go examine my vibroblade. All right. Take care of that vibroblade. It's already Make it. Make sure you uh, wax it and rub it constantly. <laughs> I'm gonna attune to it, as they say in Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> okay. All right, everybody. We'll be safe this week. All right. Well, thanks. Hi, y'all. Yeah. Thanks. Happy Halloween. Yeah, happy Halloween. Uh, All righty. You, you guys nice. get extra points for your costumes tonight. <laughs> <laughs>